and we are live. What's up, everybody? Ibantis here with the last word tonight on this Thursday night. We are without Lord Cognito. That man is in recovery mode because he is work. He is burning the candle, I think, on every end possible right now. So we are going to hold down the last word campfire without him. But we have, of course, my co-host, who is the most dapper dressed as usual. What's up, Ty Guy? How you doing? How you doing? That's a pretty good cog impression for your intro. If I could give you one piece of no, just oh, you know, okay, as a, yeah, a little as a, feedback as a, here. As a, as a as a thespian and aspiring, you know, uh, <laughs> um, it's gonna I, be uh, one of those nights, everybody. Strap you, in, you, I'll you, you, you know. You missed the you missed the pre intro giggle. Oh, uh, where he where he goes. Huh, huh, huh. We are live. You know that you got to do the giggle before you say that we are live. I feel like it's a very important part of his intro. So, Cognito's uh, out there. Other right than now, other than dying. that, though, other than that, spot on. Just what I have to say, chef's kiss. What are you been up to, man? Beautiful, beautiful. I'm uh I'm reviewing a video game right now. I cannot talk about it um, uh, officially, but in May, I'm trying to think what would it be is not. A, it, I, I swear to you, it's not a game you have ever heard of. But oh, okay. I am in I am in I am in desperate pain. It is a terrible video oh, no. game. Uh, <laughs> I yeah I I just I just finished it last night, and I'm I was gonna write the review today, and then I just decided I need a break from thinking about this game, and so. I'm gonna write it tomorrow, but it Nerf is. Legends, this it is game. at least as bad as Nerf Legends. It's oh somewhere around there. It it's so bad, dude. It is. I, I cannot talk about it without giving away what game it is. But okay, um, Crossfire X multiplayer was a two, right? Yes, and then Crossfire was a three. Yeah. Nerf Legends was that a four or a three? Nerf Legends was also a two. Oh, it was that bad? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So this one's two. Four, two is then... the lowest I've ever gone. I'm I'm thinking it'll probably be a two or a three. I I don't see it going above a three at the very most. Oh, it's just I am sorry. I can't really I can't really get into details, but let's no, just no, say no, it's no, like you're good. It's... it's not just a bad game because it breaks all the time. It's also the content of the game is like deeply offensive. Oh, it is just that's so exactly bad. what you want in a video game. You're like, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work, it is, and it's it, awful to play. play so. It's so bad, man. Uh, so anyway. I've been playing that. Um, hmm. I'm playing Star Wars, Lego Star Wars. Well, that's uh, a little, that's gotta be your Star Wars cleanser. Oh, I love it. It's so good. I, I can't believe how good that game is. It really yeah. feels like a next gen game. Um, G man asks, why is IGN always giving Travis these trash games? <laughs> I have a feeling, I have a feeling that when IGN feels that a game is going to be bad, this is just my theory. Please don't like say that this is true of IGN. <laughs> We're just going to speak my theory. this into existence for you so it happens yeah, all the time My now. theory is that when they see a game and they think this game's bad, they want to give somebody who they know is going to give an honest opinion about it, and they know that, A, I don't mind playing bad video games that much because I kind of I kind of find it fun. It's like a, it's like, you know, it's like a really awful night. smell. You know, or bad movie night. Yeah, something mm. like that. It's it's sort of interesting. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, I messaged one of the guys on the IGN team after I played it for a couple hours, and I was like, so you guys knew this game was going to be bad when you gave it to me, didn't you? And his response was, I don't know what you're talking about. And then that gif of the monkey going, you know, <laughs> like doing the side eye. The that, yeah. that monkey the monkey puppet, like, looking over to the side. The, so I was just like, this guy. I was set up. But anyway, um, that's what I've been doing. How are you, E? What are you up to? Uh, yeah, I am level 125 in Elden Ring. I'm about 90 hours. Uh, I'm working on becoming King of the North, which if you've played, you know kind of where I'm at. That makes sense to some people. Uh, that game just keeps blowing me away, though. Um, every time you think you're seeing a little more, every little puzzle, 
I was lost in a catacombs for like an hour trying to figure out where to go. And it's just the little puzzles in there. You think you've seen them all, and once again, you haven't. So, no, it's, it's, I just, I'm playing every moment I can. I even streamed it for literally two hours right before the podcast just to sneak some in. So, no, I'm, I don't know how much more I have left. I'm guessing I might be two-thirds through it from everybody saying it's about 120 hours or so. But, no, it's one of those where I'm kind of trying to stretch it out as much as possible. So I don't actually, <laughs> what, <laughs> our, our guest, well, we're going to enter those serve really quickly because she has changed her camera and I can't keep a straight face. So let's get our introduction in and we will get going here. <laughs> Elden Ring's been fun. I've oh. been raiding right. a lot. No, no, that was hilarious. I'm going to have to ask about that I'm in a second. <laughs> okay. okay, hold on. All right, so let's introduce you because now I've been, I broke, I broke, broke the fourth wall. All right. Welcome to The Last Hello. Word, episode number 192. As we get farther into the season and the difficulties cranked up to 11, we are faced with a couple of acute issues. The scientists of Gambit got some wires crossed, and the Grandmaster door opened up to throw everything and the kitchen sink at Guardians who wanted to challenge. Our guest tonight is a veteran of high-level Destiny content, but that's no surprise as the gaming journey started many years ago with the likes of Mario, Mortal Kombat, and Final Fantasy. Bungie made the first shooter she played, and fittingly, now the one that she's hooked on for life. But it isn't just her FPS skills that will keep you around. It's the joy she brings to her streams and those around her. Just jump in her chat for five minutes and you are likely to put a smile on your face and likely be laughing out loud for any number of reasons despite whatever is being talked about on stream at the moment. While she may be dressed like a Disney princess at times, it is not likely her chat that would give her a G movie rating. So let's welcome a lady <laughs> who hails from the land of a thousand lakes, <clears throat> Twitch partner and member of Last Rites, certified goofball who also got secret access, access to the dating side of Twitch. The one, the only, Tiddly. How are you doing? That, that is literally the best intro I've ever had, and I'm totally stealing it. That is totally <laughs> that is fine. That is, you are allowed to use that part of the audio for anything you choose Thank to. Thank you so much. I'm are doing you? great. How are you guys doing? We are, we are good. Excellent. I'm excited yeah. to laugh and have sore cheeks by the end of this show. Seriously, like, you, I jumped into your stream a couple times randomly, and one of them, I think it was earlier this week, I don't know what you were doing, but it was the weirdest topic of conversation. And I was just like, what did I walk into? I mean, <laughs> so I, I found... Like, every so often it sounds like you're, um, things get off the rails, but it's very Oh, fun. absolutely. I think that that's actually the best way to stream. I find that the best way to stream is literally just pride of trying to provoke reaction. Because if you're... And, and I feel like that's why my community and my chat tends to be so interactive. Because I, I do anything I can to like rile them up so i'll you know be sassy with them and i'll bring up weird topics and they'd be like what are we talking about but it does it does kind of come up with these kind of like what is going on here type moments people when people really first come into the stream yeah. and they're like what is, what is going on here but it's nice because i think it kind of means that the community sort of self-selects right so, so you know the people who really like that will stay and the people who don't leave and you know find somewhere that they'd rather be so that's great for me yeah. Well, Travis, would you like to get this started? Yeah, if I could. Um, so you, in Ivantis' uh, intro and in the, the survey you filled out, you talk about how your first shooter was a bungee shooter. Can you Absolutely. talk about how yeah. you, you fell in love with uh, bungee shooters and your kind of uh, your trajectory toward discovering Destiny eventually? 
Yeah, no, it's interesting. I think I think that I don't know, and I don't know why, but I feel like I'm always attracted to video games because I have friends or people that I know that are playing them. And so for me, Halo Reach was my first first person shooter. I've been playing other types of games before that, but um, my sister, actually, funnily enough, was really into the Halo franchise, and um, it just turned out that Halo Reach was the game that was out at that particular time. Um, and so I picked it up so I could play with her online because we we were you know we weren't living with each other anymore, so it was a way for us to kind of connect and um, hang out with each other online. And you know, I know a lot of people did that during COVID and stuff like that. It's a nice way to kind of socially yeah. connect with people long distance. Yeah. Um, but you know, yeah, we would just log on, go into big team battle, get a warthog. She'd be driving around and I'm like, I get the gun and I'm like in the back, like shooting people. And we'd be hollering all over the place. Like, I mean, we had so much fun. I think, uh, yeah, but definitely I think that Halo was kind of where I kind of fell in love with first person shooters. Um, I really liked a lot of the objective oriented type, um, type type maps and stuff like that. Like I liked, um, I always went for the hammer first in Halo Reach. Um, I did play Call of Duty also, and I played a little bit of Kill Confirmed, but didn't get as much into the um, the shooter there. I think that for me, the bungee shooters, the time to kill tends to be a little higher. So it gives you a little more reaction time. It tends to be a little more accessible. And yeah. and for me, that's more fun. Cause I'm in it, I'm in it to like go in and be goofy and have fun. Nice. So I also kind of sad that uh, Destiny doesn't really have any vehicle PvP maps currently. I know no, there was one tried. in Destiny I One Destiny, that was that was, was not very successful. But I mean, yeah, honestly, it was supposed to be part of their formula, and I think it's actually yeah. part of the um, the the code that they had that that didn't really translate over. Because I know Destiny yeah. w- Destiny has some of the Blam code in it, doesn't it? Do either of you guys know the the story there? the The Blam is the engine that Halo was built on, and that oh. they only oh, got rid of. They only got rid of Blam with Halo Infinite. They were using it all the way from Halo oh, Combat wow. Evolved through yeah. to Halo uh, Five Guardians. So that wasn't so. proprietary, like when they sold, uh, when they sold Halo. Uh, no, I I think engine. they kept they kept part of the Blam uh, engine in Destiny. If I'm not mistaken, I, I'm sure somebody will correct me on Converted this. Converted it to I'm Tiger pretty, or whatever it is that they call it now. Yeah, I, couldn't, it, I think it ended up some of that be, ended up becoming part of uh, part of Tiger, or at least some of the people who worked on it were there, but. Um, th- that the the vehicle part is like a part of the Blam engine that I I feel like never really translated to to Destiny no, for some reason. It really and they gave up did. on it way too yeah. quick, in my opinion. I feel like they could have developed it, and they were just like, "Nah, let's just drop all the big maps and just never talk about vehicles again." It's super. It's, weird it's kind of Destiny. sad because the vehicles were were really really fun in Halo Reach. They were so much for fun sure. in Halo Reach, and they really were not fun in Destiny One. There was literally they one were. map you could have you could get in the vehicles in that one map and. It didn't really benefit you that much strategically, so it was yeah. Why? Why? Ever, everyone hated away that those map. maps. Yeah. The vehicles were gone, yeah, which yeah. is weird because there were there was that one on the moon. I think is the one you're talking yeah, about. First, the first one. yeah, yeah, yeah the moon map. But, yeah. but then they added one on oh, Mars. Was there another one? Yeah, exactly. One. And they yeah. took that one away. The Mars yeah. one came later. I think that was with the third DLC or something. But they yeah. they removed it. They were like yeah. whatever. Yeah. Bye. But there definitely is a similarity in terms of this sort of Halo gun feel and the gun feel in Destiny, and I think. That's one of the reasons why the game is addictive is that sort of like the way that the the guns feel to to play with um they're they're individual like they the sound that they make is interesting you know I think that there's there's no shooter that I've ever picked up that um plays as fun as Destiny in terms of gunplay yeah. um but I think that Halo definitely you could, like I think that sort of my enjoyment of Halo and 
how that felt definitely translates to how I, some of the reasons why I really right. enjoy Destiny also. Did you check out the new Halo, the Halo Infinite game at all? I haven't. I haven't actually. There's like just oh, way wow. too much to do in Destiny right now. That's just true. Like, what, That's are true. I, what are we supposed to find time for that? But yeah, is it good? Do you yeah, like it? Yeah, Halo, Halo Infinite weirdly has been a... Uh, a great outlet for us PvP mains who have sort of been mm-hmm. scorned for a while. <laughs> for, yeah, uh, that is an by, absolute by fair comment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that, but as a PVE main, which you are, yeah. you yes. probably just have so much to do that you're. Oh, I'm really having a great time. Crash. Game yeah. is in a great place. Absolutely. We hurting over on the PvP side. I understand. I'm so sorry. Way. I definitely have some friends that are PvP players, and I know that they've kind of promised in some of the twabs that they're going to, you know, renew focus, add new maps. Um, but there's, there's a lot of things to be done. Might yeah. be that time. Yeah, yeah. I was like, can't I eat hold your promises, Tiddlywings. Let me tell you. Can't yeah. In the meantime, in the meantime, we get to play around with Gambit. Yay! <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. Lo- we'll, we'll get love that. that. Yeah, we'll get to that later. <laughs> an experience, but yeah, we'll get to yeah. that a little bit. Um, but I want to kind of touch on just some of the games, even before shooters, that you've enjoyed. Sure. That, sure. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, some old school ones, and I know even just some OGs that we all know. It's like, what are your just like favorite games, obviously, you know, Halo got you into shooters, Destiny, you can't stop playing for thousands of hours or whatever, like all of us. Yeah. But before that, or even like mixed in, what are your other games that you've like, you know, if you had top five games, like where, where are those in your history of things that you've got? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, number well, one's Destiny, obviously. Well, yeah, number one's Destiny. I, I, I think that it's always wise. So you don't become a burnt out, angry person on Destiny Reddit and Twitter to have an alternate game to play when when you know the season has a lull and before the new content comes out. So I usually reach for I usually reach for Overwatch. Funnily enough, because oh. Overwatch is one of those Overwatch is a game where it's a first person shooter, but then all of the characters already have their own builds and their own weapons and none of that changes. You don't have to grind any of it, so it doesn't take any any work to get back into it. So Overwatch tends to be my game that I play consistently when Destiny has lulls. Um, but I'm playing Tiny Tina's right now and really oh. enjoying that. That's super fun. Nice. Um, I reviewed you know. that for IGN. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm really, really enjoying it. It's very, very fun um, when I can kind of like fit the time in to do that. Um, so I'm enjoying that right now. Um, but, you know, I like What's your class. I started with a Berserker and then I just unlocked the, um, the Clawbringer, I believe. And you can pair them together. Yeah, you can pair them together. I think speaking I think of D&D. For my, Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I said, speaking, speaking of D and D. Oh, D and D, right? I know it all kind of nicely connects, doesn't yeah. it? Um, but yeah, no, I heard that the companion build is really strong. So I think for my next playthrough, I'm probably going to do that. But I'm still working on my first playthrough, kind of in conjunction with like playing Destiny right now. So that's kind of fun. Nice. But I mean, I like I like like playing Overcooked. Have you ever played Overcooked with oh. friends? It's crazy. You can it's make things and also burn burn bridges at the same yes. time, depending on how yes. it goes. Absolutely. I like to murder people with vegetables in Overcooked. That's my favorite thing oh, to do. That sounds yes. like a Mrs. Doubtfire quote, just slightly wrong, but I get <laughs> it. Was I do. It's fencing. very fun. A lot of my friends won't play it with me anymore. I don't know why, but. <laughs> if you murder people with vegetables, I, know why. I think I'm figured it out. I know why. Yeah. No, but um, we were actually talking a little bit before the show, and you said Tiny Tina's and then Dungeons and Dragons, so I'm just going to T-ball this one up for Travis. Um, you said you yeah, actually yeah. have played D and D kind of for the first yes. time getting into it. So I wanted to yeah. let Travis yeah. kind of pick your brain on your experiences there. Right. Well, no, it sounds like you've played D and D extensively, right? Is that my understanding? Oh no, no, no! This is my first year. I just started like oh. this year. Yeah, oh, no, but so, yeah, I, I hopped right, in. Yeah. 
I am a newbie, but I did hop in a game that's been going on for five years. So it's a very long existing game. That's um, tough. Unless, unless it, they it gave is, you a really powerful character. That's they tough did. They started. I started out at level 11 and now I'm level 13. Oh. So you're already like, unkillable at the start. I am, of, assume, yes. assuming you're playing 5e, right? I don't know what that is. Okay. But <laughs> I have no clue. You guys both know what that is right now. But, right. but so five e never gotten into. So there's lots of different versions of Dungeons and Dragons over the years, and five e is the current edition. It's called I'm assuming fifth yeah, edition then. is what five yes. e stands. Yeah. So, no, my my um, my uh, my DM is just has all of the current stuff. He has like the monster book. He has like the critical yeah. hit, hit cards, which he won't let us monster use anymore manual. because we had we had we had one guy roll a critical fail and pull a critical fail card and he lost one intelligence permanently and no one will let it go everyone is like haha gomar you're dumb now you lost an <laughs> intelligent point yeah. permanently so we removed we don't do critical hit cards anymore but he's got like the he, he has this little like um basement area and like whenever there's a, a a new monster that comes up he'll like go back there and then you know, bring out this new monster and just that he's spent hours. Are you painting. doing it on Zoom or are you in person? Oh, no, we do it in person. Oh, yeah, we oh, do it in person. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, yeah I, I yeah. hate doing RPGs over over virtual. It just doesn't have the same impact, I think. Um, but yeah, uh, somebody. So uh, before the show, for, the, for those in chat who missed this, I was talking about my history as a game master mm, and yeah, how yeah. that I don't, I don't play Dungeons and Dragons, but I play lots of other tabletop RPGs. And Tiddlywink said... Uh, there are other RPGs, and I was like, "Oh boy, we're about to get into it." So, Can yeah, um, everywhere. Oh, oh yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I got exactly. this. I got this bundle from Tiny Tina, and it has uh, two two role playing books included in it. Yes, and I haven't so, looked at those uh, yet. So there, there is uh, Bunkers and Badasses is a real tabletop RPG that you can, which play. is kind of interesting, right? So you could actually amazing. do that. Yeah, I think I'm going to give yeah, it to my it's, DM. It's based off of the video game, obviously, but. Um, yeah, that I, I own that one. I, I probably own like over 50 tabletop RPGs. I actually gotcha. used to review them uh, back in the day. Um, oh my gosh, you are but, a big uh, nerd. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> the way I think about it, Dungeons and Dragons is sort of like uh, a good starting point. And when most people think of tabletop RPGs, they think of D&D. But yeah. it's sort of the starting point, in my opinion. It's like... You know, it's it's like okay, casual. You know, not not oh, really. Okay, but casual like, so. nerd. <laughs> the tabletop. Oh, yeah, yeah. just Dungeons and Dragons. I've got fifty tabletop yeah, yeah. games. You exactly. haven't even uh, seen my tabletop games. This is normally games. not something people brag oh. about. It, it's got to be. I know, I know, I know. This I know, is I know. a very specific <laughs> circle that you can flex in if you're talking about. Correct. Correct. So you like walk into the bar. You're like, hey, girl. Want to see my tabletop games? Let's go. Want to see my tabletop? Hey, you know what? You joke, but you would be surprised how much of uh, a foot in the door that was with my current girlfriend. Okay? Well, that's that's, that's she saw good. my you collection and she was like, "You do. You have to find the right one." Although I have she, to say, a uh, 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 rabbit hole I didn't know that I would get into is the dice. The dice are so pretty, and I like anything are. that's shiny. Oh, yeah, and yeah. oh my gosh, they're they're expensive, but they're so pretty. So I'm super yeah, into I, I keep it pretty basic, but some of my friends have like over 200 dice and they bring them over every time we play RPGs. And I'm like, you know, you're not going to need any of those. Right. And they're just like, but I want but them I here. Show like, them off. Off. Yeah, I want to show this. them off. And they're always Look talking about set. it. It's made like, of geez. meteor rock and it was geez. sculpted by blind nuns. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, G-Man, I'm not an elitist on tabletop RPGs. I mm. simply... You know, D&D is everyone's first, and I respect it a ton. I just think that you can only play D&D for so long before you kind of 
want something different because D&D is pretty generic, let's be honest. It's kind and of then just, they made a know, Star Wars game and you had to leave D&D behind. They made a Star Wars RPG, <laughs> which is far superior. Uh, and then th there's also, I just love indie RPGs. There's so many great RPGs out there made by small teams. Then you can play them and just be like okay. blown away yeah, by this is gonna the be, systems uh, this that is they have. be difficult. So. You can pick one outside of D&D to recommend. Only one. To recommend to someone? Yes. So you're like, all right, you've played okay. D&D a lot. I need one more. Not your list of 50. One. It would depend on what type of player they are. Because there's some players that are really into the stat part, the the, the board game part of D&D. &D. And if you're into that, you probably want a game that's a little bit more, like, chunky. You know, it has more, like, numbers and math and, like, strategy on, like, you doing stuff. But the type of RPGs I like are really the story RPGs. And so if you're really into, like, the storytelling part, then I have a million recommendations but the one i would give a shout out to because it's uh kind of the the one that i've been obsessed with for like the past six months or so is um this game called legend of the five rings it's a uh like old uh feudal japan dynastic china samurai role-playing game yeah. and yeah right no he would love it he would love it it's so great because it's it, like basically the entire game is set up for like your character has like desires and personal things that they want, but they can't do it because they're just like a stoic samurai who's sworn to basically like sacrifice themselves for the good of the empire. And like, it's all that like drama and like putting aside your personal wants so that you can do your, your duty and your obligation. And it just has so much beautiful storytelling drama. So if I'm really going heavy nerd, that's the one I would recommend for, for people. I, I have a question for you too. How would you describe yeah. yourself as a DM? Like what's your style? Ah, yes. Um, yeah, I'm pretty, do you do like voices and characters or are you? Yeah. Do you like, oh, do you yeah. like do the oh, accents yeah, yeah, yeah. and like, you know, okay, give and what happens? a couple characters. I want to hear a couple of these. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I want to jump <laughs> the example. Your favorite character. Not in the moment. Yeah. Yeah, I know. As somebody in the comments said, I'm so alive when discussing this. You should see me playing as a game master. I'm like <laughs> really, really into it. It's kind of disgusting. So if any of you guys are in San Francisco, by the way, anybody in the comments section, if you're ever in SF, you're welcome at my table. That's a real offer. I will actually let you come play with me. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, as a, as a, as a GM, I'm, uh, I, 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 I say this with total sincerity and not as a brag, but I think I'm like one of the one of the goats of game mastering to be honest oh, and like oh. it, like really well, really very like, modest yes i, I mean i humble, i yeah. you know Humility I, I i just honestly i just honestly think i've i've uh i i i'm really like unique so i i write my own stories i put in like a ton of effort uh you know do characters i even make music for some of my campaigns so like okay, I'll make so, like themes for certain characters. I go super hard on this, you guys. So, so okay, hard. so you have all this in time invested in the this story you've created. Podcast. We will eventually get there. And we'll get back to Destiny, <laughs> we will, I promise. We will. You 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 love these characters. You created them. You're so creative and original and unique and amazing and a, an amazing GM. So what happens if one of your players murders? Just up and murders one of the characters you've created, which is not in one of the characters I've created? Oh, that's yeah, totally like fine. in your story I have no line. attachment. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I, I have total uh, uh, attachment or no attachment to my characters or I actually think um, characters dying can be like great storytelling in RPGs, but it kind of just even depends, if it's unplanned. Right? So yeah, you're able sure, to kind of like maneuver sure. so you're around sitting at dinner and I just stab the dude. Yeah. Me, what do you do? Yeah. I, I don't I'm, I'm actually <laughs> not one of I'm not one of those GMs who like railroads people or creates yeah, a path yeah, yeah. that I expect you to follow. Yeah. I'm very much more open ended. Like I have. What, what, I, what I'll do is I'll create like a timeline of what would happen if the player characters weren't there at all. And then I let them sort of impact that. 
right? And so they are they have the total uh, independence to sort of like do whatever they want. And this is getting super off track, and I love yeah. it. But uh, we should probably go back <laughs> we to can go back Destiny. To Destiny. It's totally just, fine. just so you guys know, when it I when really I get into video though. games, I I kind of I approach it from this like this like like this kind of perspective. I, it's it's the reason I'm so into Destiny. To be honest, it's kind of the same thing. It's RPG mechanics and storytelling and all the stuff we love about games. So, well, for our guest Tiddly, and try and swing this back around a little bit here. Sure, have a sure. question yeah. in chat for: um, Do you have any accents that you are either good at or proud of? Yeah, that's one of my moderators, and they're trying to bait me. <laughs> um, my all of my accents inevitably sound like Mrs. Doubtfire or a horrible Russian accent. So beautiful. So no, please. <laughs> don't, no, don't, no, no. What, what, is, what is your character? Tell us your level 13 character. What are you playing in 5e? I am, um, I'm basically a tank. So I, I told my, I told my DM that I wanted to be a character that was similar to kind of a Titan. Cause that's my favorite character. Destiny say, kind of Titan, bring yeah. it back, you know, cause I'm a Titan main. So I was like, I want to be a tanky character. Um, and retrospect, I kind of wish I picked a character with magic cause magic is really, really fun. But basically I've got like more hit points than any other character. Nice. In, in my in my game so i basically get in the middle of it and then just um but my character essentially she's um she's a mercenary but she was um i kind of like she was kind of trained in the circus she ran away to the circus when she was little and so she's an acrobatic fighter essentially so she uses oh. double blades oh you're the, you're um, the main character tanky. from psychonauts Psychonauts. Actually, I modeled her after Jackie Chan. I was thinking, like, you know, oh, but also, okay. but kind of like more with the Japanese, like Hakama. Like she wears like uh, this, this sort of like voluminous pants to hide her movements when she's being acrobatic and fighting. And so every time she slays a foe, she attaches another colorful, uh, colorful like string to her pants. And so when she's when she's like fighting, it's like she's dancing because she's like moving quickly and and like beautiful. You know, her, yeah. So that's have, kind you, of, have that's you kind had of art commissioned of her yet? I haven't. I haven't. She's very cool, though. She's also yes, very yeah. gay. She, she's she's a lesbian. I haven't engaged her in any romantic liaisons yet, but I'm hoping to do so in the future. Beautiful. Yeah. Unexplored territory. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the next step on nerddom is you get you get you pay for art done of your character. And that's how you know you've ah, really indeed. gone too far. That is really fun. I like commissioning art for my channel so I could see where I, that would be really fun. Put that yeah. on your to do list, apparently. Well, <laughs> 30 minutes in or so. I warned have... you, man. I warned you. As soon as D&D came up, I knew it was going to be I knew it was going to be trouble. Yeah. We literally said that before the podcast. I was like, oh, war can, worms everywhere. It, it happened. All good. But we all have actually been playing this Destiny thing. Every so often we do that in between Elden Ring and D&D &D and all these other things that we tend to. I'm sorry. Star Wars games, too. Star Wars. <laughs> I heard Star Wars Lego is amazing, by the way. Star Wars Lego so actually looks really, really cool. It, it really is that. like way better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. To be honest, I've heard people are like, "This thing has like so much more." Like I've heard it's a much bigger game than anybody expected. I mean, I figured with the nine movies, it was going to cover a lot, but they could do. It might one be longer than Elden Ring. I Honestly, doubt, I doubt that. No, dude. If you saw it, you'd be like, maybe. Like it might be. Like the, the sheer amount of content. Hour dude, Elden Ring? Yeah, hour it Legos, might be more than. It might be more than a hundred hours, to be honest with you, That's because I just looking at the map, you it's got open world. You can travel between like 50 different planets, dude. Like it's crazy. 300 plus characters. I'm, I'm honestly like I, I wouldn't be surprised if people had longer playtimes than Elden Ring on this one. It's so I, mean, I guess if you're trying yeah. to collect every little hundred percent or something, it might take a little crazy. while. Yeah, but for sure. So this week in the world of Destiny, since I may as well uh, 
have a very horrible segue to get us over there. Um, but thank you, Tiddly, for joining us. I appreciate it. Um, we know you are, in fact, the Titan. So you are actually, since Cognito is not here, we have a Titan podcast. All three of us yes! Titan names. Right. Let's go. So what is Team your Mech, right? Fa- we must all be on Team Mech. Team Mech? Team Monster or Mech? What are you? Obviously Team Mech. I feel okay. like, yeah. unfortunately, okay, here's my, here's my hot take on the voting, okay? So Team Mech ostensibly better for titans i mean look look yeah look at how the the titan looks really good it's gonna look really good for the titan uh rocket boots obviously the the pants look like titan rocket boots Uh, it's awesome it's awesome however the hunter cloak for the monsters is definitely the best item in the monster set so i think all of the hunters in destiny are going to vote for the monsters all of the Titans are going to vote for the mechs. I have no idea what the Warlocks are going to do wild yeah, card there. They're but the decision makers. There yeah. are so many Hunter mains in the game. There is no way mechs are going to win. 100% going to go to monsters. Really? You heard it here first. I'm calling it. Oh, I bet you guys see, five bucks. Gonna, it's going to go mech. monsters. Oh. It's all those Hunter mains, the dirty Hunter mains. They're going to vote for the monsters. That's what's <laughs> happening. I'm just I saying. tend to agree with you, but I think yeah. warlocks might go the other way. I think I see the warlocks are the wild card. They could yeah. they could shift it one way they or the could, other. They could change it. Yeah, I, I did want to take a second. Fork boy with the fifty dollar super chat a while ago. Thank you very much. Sorry I'm late, but yeah. wanted to say thanks to Cog, even though he's not here, uh, for helping him get into the ILP clan and also doing a raid with the clan. It was awesome time. Also wanted to give a shout out to a random person who hit four million damage on the rogue fight. Somebody's putting in some more. Damn. If you're doing a damage check at 4 million damage, I don't know how you checked that unless he had like this much health and died, but that's an impressive damage number for sure. Uh, but anyway, sorry, had to shout that one out. That was way too yeah, big. No so thank you for That's a, that's a for chunk sure. of cash. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so Titan for sure. Favorite exotic and subclass. Ooh, well, I am actually loving the new Titan uh, Sunspot exotic mm. on the Loralee. Yeah. I, I know it was nerfed right um but i still really really enjoy it i was running void titan so i mostly i mostly swap between void titan um the the kapow arc uh (laughs) chess piece i love that that was so much fun so i i do well i mean i guess those are the three i do but mostly i've been running um i've been running the sunspot exotic even though gut nerfed is still really really fun i feel really tanky i run it in pve i know that it's been moderately problematic in pvp and i think it's kind of unfortunate they nerfed it because it sounds like the nerfs came kind of from the PvP side of things yeah. and less from the PvE side of things. And I, I know that it's kind of unfortunate what that happens in Destiny. It, it works the other way around. Like sometimes stuff is nerfed because it's too strong in PvE and it affects PvP negatively. But I think in this particular case, um, I'm a little sad that they nerfed it. But it still it still feels really good. Like I, I'm still really, really enjoying like Sunspot, the Sunspot build right now. Nice. But I know there's one floating yeah. out there. They're like, hey, I know it supposedly got nerfed, but you should still use it because apparently it's still very good. So you're not alone. It's so tanky. It's so good. And I always, I usually forget to put my barricade down. You know, like I'm not, I'm really sad when it takes it, you know, it's, it's okay. You know, I'm not mad about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Travis, what do you main typically for your subclass? These days, you kind of have to do Void, right? So that's void, been my... Yeah, I'm doing Bubble Titan. So which, I guess but, that uh, would be Void. I was going to say, yeah, Void is a big one. But I was going to say, I guess, do you want Arc 2.0 for your Titan? Or do you want Solar 3.0 for your Titan sooner? Um, Either of you, by the way. I I think Solar needs more of a rework, personally. Because okay. Arc is usable. Like, you can do the... Uh, 
the what do you call it? Um, the uh, I'm I'm blanking on the Curious name. Middle the Tree. Star, on yeah. Our, yeah, yeah. Curious of the Crow, Falling the Star, Thundercrash, and yeah. and uh, yeah. that's pretty good. I mean, that's what I've been using for for damage on Rolk. So um, yeah, I, but but the Solar, I just there's really not a lot of use cases for it, and I think it really needs an, an overhaul, especially the uh, the hammer. Oh, the, the middle uh, one, the, the big sledge, the middle tree. Yeah, Jeez, no man, one uses the big hammer. The bad. big hammer is a meme. Although people do use, the, we're, we're using the mini hammers for some really interesting low man stuff. The, you know, yeah, the little melee builds. That yeah, the mini do. hammers, the is mini hammer like builds using, with like, that. God caress or anything like that. Yeah, I've been. I mean, I I don't I don't do that, but I know that like once you punch worm god uh, mini hammers, like all that stuff has been really interesting in terms of breaking the game. And I always find it interesting when people break the game and do cool things. So, um, but yeah. I personally disagree. I kind of want Arc to get buffed. I think Solar is maybe one of the more used um, across the board. If I'm not talking selfishly yeah. Titan wise, because I, I mean I kind of agree with you in terms of Titan wise, but I feel like across the board Solar is um, has more utility currently, especially yeah. with Well, with Warlock Well in particular. But um, but yeah, also I think true. what I'm most looking forward to in in terms of the 3.0 classes is the animations because mm. we were we were talking about that today. Like I love when I'm when I'm playing on a Void. Titan, I love putting my barricade out because it's just now. like pachonk. It's like so fun, <laughs> and then I, the the shield throw. You're just like it's like a frisbee. You're just like you know. Like I I love that. I love. I think that it's going to be really fun um, seeing sort of like the upgraded animations. It makes the playing more fun when they when they have those. So I'm curious to see what those are. And also, I really 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 want them to add the synaptic spear that's in the psyops battle, battlegrounds yeah. to the arc 3.0. That'll be so much fun. That is such a fun weapon. So much fun. They had mentioned, like Kevin Giannis had mentioned something about that of kind of the way the synaptic spear has the bigger jumps and like the double blinks. Like that might have been like a little tease of something that might be coming. Right, and right. This could what be, they do yeah, for the yeah. Because they said like, because we had the verbs of volatile and all those are the words that defined void. And I've yeah, been trying to yeah. think through arc and solar. So like if arc is, right. you know, fast on bad choice of words i'm sure they would have but like blink or anything of that nature and the solar is gonna have mm. burning and exploding and healing and i'm kind of wondering what the six words they use for the other two are going to be shout out real quick think, to yeah. mri gamer love you titty and, but trav be happy i wasn't in chat last week as you were destiny pvp elitist i would have put you <laughs> in your place love you all ibantas keep up the lone player struggle there we go good to have yeah. a little balance on the podcast we got travis is a great way to round out and bring different perspectives that's why the three of us tend mm -hmm. to make things interesting and the guest just figures out who they're going to lean on if it's talking about picky food i lose usually but that's that's the whole thing um but yeah it's like i'm very curious what they do if solar leans into healing a bit more or something and we get because yeah. we have the well uh and then we have our sunspots hunters right. don't really have anything and if they get something like that that'll really kind of mix things up I mean, I, I see it as sort of the problem with the exotic glaives this season in terms of defining that particular burn, right? Yeah. So, like, the obviously the, the Titan one is the bubble, which mm -hmm. is kind of connected to sort of like the protection, the, like, the, you know, the whole idea, identity of void. Yep. You know, the, the solar one, you know, the, what is it, the... Um, the Healing warlock one is connected to bubble. healing and solar, right? Which makes sense. That's all connected to like, like you know, sort of like wells and healing nades, all that stuff. And then, and then the hunter one is what? Chain light. Yeah, it's like a yeah. And it, you're just like launcher. That's all it is. You're just okay. So I, I think that Bungie may be having a hard time kind of pinpointing 
that arc identity. I think that's like demonstrated in sort of the the sort of weak. Well, I mean, I don't I don't know. I know that they buffed the glaze recently. I don't know how good they are, but I've heard that they're they just, just generally it. not super exciting. But suck. I feel like of of the three, the hunter the hunter glaive is the least exciting because it's arc and because they don't know what to do with it, right? Because they don't have an identity for the arc. Yeah, that actually so. makes a lot of sense because. Yeah, it's like when you think about arc, you might have movement, you might have chain is the only thing I've heard them like chain lightning for like wrist sure. runner and other stuff. But and you've got lightning with Thunderlord and stuff of that nature. But yeah, when yeah. you put when you get to the glaives, you're going you literally do what a grenade launcher does. That's it. Yeah, right, right. That's that's not fun. Yeah, but they, <laughs> yeah, when, they, when you said they buffed them, they look, took the charge from all glaives from six to four for all a fully of them. charge. And you're not just, just going, the, yeah. the exotics are. Still not, no, they're not worth your exotic There's, slot. Yeah. They're definitely not yeah. worth your random pulling your hair out of Wellspring. Because if you go through Wellspring and you get all of your frames, which I've done, and I don't have the Hunter Glaive, that's the only one I didn't get. I don't know if I'm ever going to go get it. <laughs> Unless no. they make that thing like the pain. God Pokey Stick. I'm like, probably no, not it is. It's, I think it's moderately unfortunate because I always think that um, Bungie does best when they introduce something overpowered yeah. and then nerf it later. And I think that they really had a miss here with the glaives because the glaives are a really fun idea. They're a completely new type of weapon, and the, the, in, to, to introduce them not in an overpowered or like super super like power fantasy way is really unfortunate because I think that like people aren't using them. So. And I think buffing them later, they're like, they're the kind of missing that moment. Well, yeah, yeah, well, they just nerf suppression too. Yeah. So I mean, Paul was. I feel like they they were overpowered at the beginning, though. That for the, for those first couple weeks with the suppression, I mean, they had to turn it off. Oh, for, that's for true. The hunter, the hunter invisibility yeah. glaive, not not necessarily the exotic one, but the, just like the regular glaive with the invisibility build. But that's more so the that's more so like the um, the artifact mods. That yeah. were, you know. Well, yeah. that was the first time. Um, shout out to Tassie because he said this. Just it was the idea that they've never nerfed the artifact mods. Because they're meant to no. be temporary, they're meant to be right. strong because they have a yeah. short lifespan. Even in exactly. you know, even in six months, they let us have god tier linear infusion rifles for six months long. But the suppression thing's a little bit too strong, and I don't know yeah. if they were just like people are going to run all over GMs or whatever it was. But no, it was really weird for them to actually nerf those artifact mods. Because right. is that you the first time rate. they've actually I, reached in and changed them? I think I so. Maybe feel like it. I feel like because I mean we've had god tier grenade launchers. Then we had the crazy particle deconstruction, like fusion rifles oh and linears were just yeah. six months of that's the only thing you should use. And then we get glaives, feel kind of good for just a bit, and then like chopped off at the knees. So yep. I don't really even weird. use any of the glaive artifact mods, honestly. I think they're just kind of wasted currently, but I don't know. Hmm. Are you a glaive I, I, main I, now that you Now that I think about it, I haven't. No, I mean, I play PvP. The glaive was never going to be my oh. champion. Have you but, watched uh, two people try and like glaive each other in PvP? <laughs> It's hilarious to watch. I won't even kill them if they're both going at it. I'm just going to sit back and let it happen. I'll be honest. <laughs> I, I have not even. Stick. <laughs> I've not even seen two people bring glaives into PvP. To be honest with you, so every I, time oh, my, my, I my get killed by one, and I'm going, yeah. what? I totally forget that they're in there sometimes in PvP, and then you get like kind of stun locked, almost like an Elden Ring, and you get the triple shot, and you're down. I'm going, that's really weird. I didn't think okay, anybody. Okay, but, but. There was part of the Iron Banner quest yes. line that said glaives or snipers. And there were people running around with Hunter Invis doing glaives and doing pokey sticks on Iron Banner last Iron Banner. Oh, even Just me saying. as a Titan, because I'm not going to claim to be a great sniper and it depends on the map on if I'm going to have a shot. I got my 10 kills all of them with a glaive on that one. I just, 
you know, found a little couple close quarters areas. And if you do get the one, two, if you start that combo and you're close, you can get a one, two, three generally because they can't seem to really, it kind of does almost lock him in place a little bit when you get that going. I got my 10 kills. It actually, that was probably the easier part of the quest for me once I just got a decent map to do it with. Surprisingly, I thought that was going to suck. And then all of a sudden I was like, well, oh, I'm, I'm not the best sniper. I'm mediocre at best, but that was way easier than sniping for 10. So, the big thing that unlocked this week was Grandmaster Nightfalls, mm. and I saw you playing some of those, Tiddly. So, Indeed. the big controversy was the uh-huh. patch notes was the Acute Modifier, which a couple weeks ago, they're like, hey, Grandmasters, or all the mod- all the Nightfalls have this Acute Modifier, 25% more outgoing damage, but you have 50% more going in. All the different levels, Master, Normal, Hero, all those things, but you get a burn on Nightfalls, kind of... Let's, let's you have a little more fun. But they were like, except, in big bold except black letters, Grandmasters. Grandmasters. Now, as many people as look over the TWAB, we're going to go a little tinfoil hat, I guess, here. As many people as probably look at, review, edit, maybe the TWAB. It can't just be like the community manager. Other people have to put the pieces in there. That was big, bold, black, like, big, bold letters. And then they're like... Nope, never mind. Switch that. That Kidding. was totally meant to be there. And then it's because we took out the other modifiers, even on Grandmasters. Okay, bye. I hope you enjoy. That was like <laughs> the big controversy. So I wanted to get your thoughts on that one. And then also, since you played some this week, uh, how are they feeling as well? So first off, what yeah. did you think of what happened with the buff? Were you worried? And also, how's it been going? Um, I, I, I'm not mad about it. I mean, it's, it's possible tin and foil hat theory is correct. Um, but I think that in terms of the like high level PVE content, I've experienced worse modifiers than the acute modifier, honestly. That's tr- that's and I, and you also can build can to compensate, you, like like glass. What was the what was the melee one where they one one hit killed you with the melees? Oh, um, um I know what you're talking I, about. I can't I can't remember Blackout? that one. That one was horrible. Blackout? It was like no radar and melees uh, like are really strong. I know what yeah. Was that the, the the Thorn quest line where you had to do that like that strike and then like. You know, at the end of it, like, there's just all the thralls that one hit kill you with that modifier. Anyway, that one was horrible. I, I The cute damage, it's awful. But if you're in a GM, you're going to get one hit by things anyway. And I think that you're using hardcover most of the time anyway and other strats. So I don't think it's a huge problem. I really don't. I'm not mad about it. It does mean that you are sacrificing slots to compensate. Oh, for damage you know, resistance, so, basically. Absolutely. Apparently, so our, our friend Eladio, um, Antarctic um, Wildlife, did some testing, and apparently you need to have two sniper resist mods in order to not die one hit kill from the snipers. Yeah, I saw I saw a video of somebody with, with, yes. with like no, all, I know those, all these those scorn mods re- equipped. Yeah, yeah those, those, yeah. Scorn, those scorn raiders in particular, they're just absolutely nasty. Um, but, you know, I think that you just adjust your build. And go with it. I think that I'm not super mad about it. And in terms of like playing the GMs, um, I'm still working on finishing, <laughs> finishing gilding my conquer this this time around. Um, but actually, it's 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 just really really fun. Um, I think it's really fun that they had. There's two new GMs this season, yeah. and I think with the last one was what proving grounds was the last new one that came out. I think. Um, but it's it's really great because I I mean and I I, I know it's tough because there's not a lot of new PvP stuff but when you get two new GMs in a season that is actually super super fun, um, and we're, so those are those are the ones that I'm working on right now I'm gonna probably be doing those on stream tomorrow morning. Um, nice. I was gonna ask if you'd actually done because I've heard the light blade is yeah easily yeah the I haven't tried that one yet. 
Yeah, I've heard it's really, really bad. I think there's no cover in the boss room. Um, strategically, I've heard that like a lot of hunter invades is really good in the boss room. Yep. Um, I've been watching some people play it and um, actually working on redoing my my hunter build. I'm probably going to run it on hunter, which is actually I feel really guilty, but I've been running hunter invis so much. It's just void hunter invis is so strong. No, I mean, that's, so I've been running that a lot in GMs. That's I feel what like I'm changing on my, my favorite character. Yeah, I was watching Fallout a bit earlier and they were working through as well. That was the one he was struggling with, but he was running invis most of the time i think they had one yeah. stasis warlock and i don't know if the other hunter was invis yeah. too but invis is invis is like the brutal is the way to kind of get around the brutality get for a res and those types of things it seems right. like a very clutch important piece of ability yeah absolutely sure. i think part of it is just sort of and bungie's talked about this before it's sort of the way that they design that do level design uh, whether it's it's strikes or or story missions they tend to do it in the linear fashion where you start at one place and you advance through an area with cover uh, where ads are advancing at you from the other direction. And I think that they they moved away from that. I think, I can't remember what season they moved away from that. And then they were like, oh, we're, no, we're going back to that. We're going back to sort of that linear design. And I find that the, the two new strikes or the two new GMs play very much in sort of that linear, old-fashioned, traditional bungee style. You know how this works. Um, except for the boss rooms, because the yeah. boss the boss room and the light blade strike, I think that's the challenge and why Invis is so strong is because there's there's no good cover you're gonna have to keep on moving. Yeah. Um, you know, and and in order to survive. But um but the rest of the rest of, you know, my experience has been kind of just like, oh, it's 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 kind of like what you're used to. It's kind of the same thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to ask a question because I saw it on Twitter as well. Um and you, Travis, me can all throw in. When it comes to the accessibility of Grandmasters, do you feel like they're in a good place? Do you feel like the time commitment in a season is like a good requirement to be able to access them? Do you feel like they could be a lower level even though contest is still there? It doesn't really matter what level you are. I was just kind of get you curious because I saw something tweet and I replied and little chain was going. So I just kind of wanted to get anybody in chat can jump in too. Do you think the 1575 requirement to enter a GM is in a good place or could you do 1550 but just do contest in the same level of difficulty difference anybody i'll go ahead i've yeah. been talking for a lot a lot so <laughs> uh yeah i guess um i don't really understand the purpose of the higher level if they're gonna cap you anyway right like they say you have to be 1575 but you can't be higher than 1575 and you're already i think at that level lower how much lower 20 lower i think it is it's than... 1590 so you're you're 15 right you're 15 yeah. lower oh, no 15 no it's lower. wait no there's 1600 1600 yeah 1600, 1600 sorry 1600 so you're 25 below 25 under 25 yeah. below okay that yeah. that's sort of in line with what they've done in the past so um most of the time when i don't do nightfalls grandmaster nightfalls it's not even necessarily because I don't want to do it, although I certainly don't want to do it. Um, but it, it's really more about that grind to getting to max power. Power is such an irrelevant uh, number these days, especially with like the artifact and modifying it and there being really no reason to get to max power. Uh, doesn't really help you in trials in my experience, which is my best use case for it. And then uh, really the only reason they have for you to seek max power these days is is for uh grandmaster nightfall and if you already don't like that activity it's a pretty tough sell so i i've never really understood the purpose of it i i uh i yeah it's kept me from doing grandmaster nightfalls when i might have done it in the past but honestly i'm just i don't think i'm the target audience for it it's uh 
Like, hey, want to do an activity you've done 50 times, but this time you arbitrarily get killed by everything, including <laughs> dregs and stuff. It's like, all right, cool. That sounds super fun. Definitely what I want to do in Destiny. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's not my thing. And maybe I shouldn't talk on it, but uh, I really don't understand the purpose of the 1575 grind. I don't think that's a super fun experience. So how do you, I'm curious, as, as a PvP main, how do you find uh, power leveling? Do you find it more challenging? Because I, f I feel like there's less less activities accessible to you in terms of Powerfuls and Pinnacles. Maybe not initially, because if you're really good at PvP and you're hopping in um, competitive, right, and you're getting those rank up packages for winning, that's definitely really good. Yeah. But like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, How is leveling as a PvP main? I mean, even I, I'm a PvP main, meaning that that's what I do when I get to the end game, but I still play a ton of PvE. So okay, so leveling has never really been a problem for me. It's more that if you if you really want to level and like be there in time for grandmaster yeah. uh, nightfall you have to do activities you don't enjoy like you got to play sure. gambit yeah. you know a couple matches yeah. a week and stuff like that where i've just been like eh, i'm good i don't want to do that uh so uh that's sort of been my problem is i almost never reach max level because uh i just want to do the stuff that's fun i don't want to hate destiny and uh if you want to get to max power sometimes you got to do stuff that's probably going to make you hate destiny a little bit more and so just as a policy over the years, I like to have a positive relationship with Destiny when at all possible. So I, I tend to just stick uh, to the stuff that, that is actually uh, fun and try to ignore the uh, the things that are more beneficial, but that, that would make me pissed off. And uh, grinding strikes, grinding gambit, that sort of stuff. It's like, I know this isn't going to be fun for me. Let's just let's just accept that I'm not going to be max power and and be at peace with that is basically my my. Uh, because you don't really need it for trials. Honestly, yeah. six, seven power isn't going to affect you. It, it really mm -hmm. is not. It's not going to make you or break you if somebody's at max power and you're not. So, yeah, yeah it just, yeah. 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 For, okay, so my answer is uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't really bother me. I think for me, I do enjoy doing uh, high-level PvE content. And so for me, it kind of goes back to why I was interested. Like the question you asked, like, why do you start playing Halo Reach? Mm -hmm. I play video games so I can play with my friends. And so if my friends are interested in doing Grandmasters, then I'm going to, well, first of all, that's not where I started my grind this season. I started my grind this season because I wanted to be able to do uh, Val, of, Val of the Disciple because I love raiding. Yeah. So when that, I was like, okay, I need to be ready for Val of the Disciple. So I'm going to like kind of work on that. I'm going to grind because I want I want to play with my friends. So I want to like play this raid with my friends. So, you know, hit that, played Val. Um, and then the next the next kind of marker is, oh, I have to be ready to do Grandmaster Nightfalls when they come out with my friends, right? So like, grinding, 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 able to do GMs. And then the next one, I'm I'm like already a little exhausted and I'm like, oh my God, I have to get to 1590 to be able to do Master Vow with my friends. Oh, this is kind of a lot. But at the same time, I still, I'm still motivated to grind. I think, I think part of it is probably un, like, unlike you, I do enjoy like the high level PVE stuff. And I think part of it is I have a high boredom tolerance. And it's also probably why I play Destiny a lot because I have a, a high level of tolerance of repetitive activities. Um, but, you, you are know, but in the I, right place. Don't say that. <laughs> you are describing a certain them. type of player. You are describing yeah. Bungie's favorite type of player. I am their favorite player. <laughs> no, I, I really do. So, I, I but for but ultimately the motivation for me in terms of the grind is always friendship and always playing with playing with buds and you know I, I like. I like things that are hard and I like being able to like go in there and prove them like and like like you know if you go into a GM you're the last person alive you clutch it up you make that big play you know 
I don't get to do that in PvP. I don't get to 1v3 and just be like, oh my god, I hit that collab and oh my god, I, I clutched that up and we won. Like that's, I can't do that. I'm not, I don't have the fast PvE's twitch muscles to do moments. that. PvE gives me those big gamer moments that I that I crave and, and I enjoy doing that with my friends. So I don't mind putting in the hours and, um, you know, doing the grind in order so to get So let me ask there. you wow. this. Bungie loves you. Yeah, they I do. Uh, but let me ask you this. <laughs> If you got to do the same activities, same level yeah. of challenge, difficulty, and hero moments, but you didn't have to grind to do it, would that be a more favorable situation? That's a good question, and I don't have a good—I I don't have a good answer for that. I think, I think part of part of the reason that GMs are fun is the sort of exclusivity, which comes from people who aren't like that it is you're in an exclusive group if you do put in that much time in order to get to the level to be able to do them so i think which is a very a very streamer you get to play for it or sorry for your job true it's also something you know yeah it's also something that i would get flamed for saying if i said it about trials (laughs) absolutely and i i totally get that i totally get that but um you know i don't know i definitely see that aspect of it you know, I, I would love to play with as, as many friends as possible. There's certainly like for even today, like there was somebody in my stream who was like, oh, I would love to do a GM with you. And this is somebody who's like consistently gotten conquer, somebody who's consistently um, like a really good, um, good player. Um, he was like, well, I've been playing Genshin Impact because I'm bored with Destiny. And so I'm not leveled. I'm only I'm like six under and I can't play yeah. this GM with you. And yeah. Like, stuff like that. That's really that, disappointing. That, that's that's kind of my point. If the, if, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, if, if that's the, where I sort main... of see the argument like, oh, yeah, that sucks. Like, I would love to just pull this person in. I know he, it's not that he's a bad player. He's mm-hmm. one of the best players I know. He just didn't care to play the game enough to get to, to 1575 to or have to do the it. time. That's another yeah. really good argument is like, what if you just don't have the time to put in like. With with the game reviews that I do, my my yeah. gaming hours are pretty precious to me. When I, my free gaming hours, yeah, you know, sure, I'm not having to play. And I, I just feel like if your if your main goal is to play with your friends, the power grind is actually limiting how many friends you can play with. So, um, yeah, I I totally get it. And I at the risk of sounding also elitist, I understand the uh, the desire to kind of be in that group of like people who well, are at that level. And you're like, fire. oh, we can do anything. <laughs> I'm sure, but I understand I can, it. I like I, I get that because there know? is a certain amount yeah. of satisfaction to be like, I did yeah. it. I'm standing on I the did mountain it, top. I made it. And, See, but, yeah, but I okay, that. so I'm, I, I'll just play devil's advocate for the joys of yeah, chat. Please. But it's also it depends on time. Like I've actually been lucky enough this season to have a very consistent raid group on Tuesdays. My Titan is past 1575, so I could do them. I just haven't yeah. done them this week yet. I've been hooked on Elden Ring, but that's what you said. Is you have that skilled friend. His only limitation right now is the time to repeat that treadmill to bump that number up. And that's it. And that's, I guess, why when you say, you know, I like being in that elite club, and it's like, are you saying the elite club where I have more time than you versus I have more skill than you? And that's where it gets into very interesting because you're saying he's just as good as you. And you're like, hey, you guys play together. Cool. You know, oh, better. Going down oh, he's a better thing. player than me, for sure. And, and again, yeah. it's like his limitation is just the fact that time is the limitation. And that's where, again, that is why I loved contest raid mode. Shout out real quick to Iron Lord's podcast, Cog. We do miss you as well. Hi, Tiddly. The ninja is down, but not out. He is in <laughs> chat. Thank you, sir. So he is watching. He is here in the comments. Thank you for the $20 super chat. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, Did he just I, give I, himself $20? Yeah, I was going to say, well, I was just going to give you some of that back. <laughs> That's just a weird <laughs> um, I, I really, I really hear you. And, and I know that, like, 
being at the power level that I'm at is definitely related to the fact that I, I have a lot of privilege in terms of the amount of time that I can commit to a video game. And that is nothing to do with my actual skill in the game, right? Um, and then in terms of access in the game, like I understand that not everybody can access that amount of time in order to, you know, to get there. So, I mean, I, t I, t I think it's an absolutely valid point. Yeah. I, s I sort of see both perspectives. I, th the, I think the on, the on the alternate perspective in terms of like in favor of the grind, it makes the game replayable, right? It gives you something to do. It gives you something, to, a goal to kind of shoot for, which is what Bungie wants. That's why it's in there, right? They, they, and I, and honestly, like I think the game has been, I think Destiny has been critiqued in the past because it, because people hit max or pe people got to that ran sort of out like of things to do. Yeah, yeah, they ran out of things to do. So I think that's that, but that's a conundrum, and it's it's not. There's no good answer, right? Because you're talking about an engineering problem. You're talking at a problem of optimization because you want to get to a point where people can access the content they want to play and you have enough grind to keep people occupied and engaged in the content. So that's an yeah. optimal point. And has Bungie hit that with the GMs or like, 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 like I said, I'm exhausted in terms of grinding for the master battle. I kind of think have they hit that point I, I actually, of optimization? So, I don't know. I think that's a good question. Yeah. You know, I, I think there kind of is a, is a good answer, at least in my mind from, what I what I would hope that they would achieve is that they make they make all of the mandatory content easily accessible. And I think they've done a great job of that, like playing the raid, especially even on day one was like more accessible than I think they've it's ever yeah. been. Like they got Absolutely. it on a Saturday. They yeah. made the grind not hard. They uh, made it so that you can you can power boost by doing the uh, become legend version of the story mode. Uh, and then you can still do nightfalls. You just can't do the grandmaster versions. And even trials, they've opened up a lot of doors for that is, you know, regardless of what you think about that, they've made it so that lots of people can play that mode now yeah. um, and even can play it in solo queue. Yeah. But I think that they have to make the grind for the hardcore people who want things to do every day, who want to live in destiny. And they have to give that outlet, but they have to make it optional so that the people like me who definitely don't have time for that kind of grind, the people with kids, the people with, you know, yeah. uh, jobs and that sort of stuff where they can't dedicate all of it. They they don't they don't feel like they're missing out. They don't have FOMO over it. And I feel like Grandmaster Nightfall and the Master Raid are good examples where I respect the people who grind it out, but I personally don't feel FOMO because I got to play Nightfalls and I got to play the raid on the normal modes, and I don't feel like I'm missing out a, a ton. So I actually think Destiny's probably in the best spot it's ever been in terms of accessibility yeah. and balancing that with the uh the no lifers who want to just like Right, spent right. live in destiny yeah. with their, their all their gaming hours. They're trying to make everybody happy, right? Yeah, and they'll you know? never, they are. They'll I think they're doing a pretty damn good yeah. job. Yeah. I was like, they'll no, never no. perfectly balance, as you said, that balancing scale. It's always going to be moving a little bit back and forth. Yeah, is this person yeah. happy? Is this too easy? Is this too hard? Too much time? Right. Too little time? Right. There's just a lot of factors that go in. Yeah, Part, and then it also just kind of depends on. Also, as we talk about, sometimes is the reward worth the grind? That's the other side that sometimes they hit and sometimes they don't. So when it comes to Grandmaster Nightfalls, when you're... So if you guild your Conqueror title, will you keep grinding Grandmasters or is that all you're mostly doing that for? Oh, I definitely will. Okay. I just are, like, you, are you I doing like carries I, or are you just like... Hey, no, I, I just like playing them with friends. I just think just they're really fun. You know, I usually, I usually find... I usually finish my Conqueror we found um, the and then after everybody. that... I'm sorry? I said we found the unicorn, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> the no, I do. I like, I like, I like just playing it with friends because I'll, I'll guild it with my like 
sweaty, sweaty buddies, right? Who are like really good at the game. And then I'll go back and I'll do it with my husband and our buddy Chris, you know, and they're not, they're, they're both full-time people. They work full-time. It's really hard for them to reach that 1575. So they're like, you know, right there. They work, you know, they, they spend the time they need to, they get up there. Um, and then, you know, we'll, I will go in these night, these GMs with them. It took us probably 25 times to finish Glassway uh, last season. Yeah. That, and, that or two seasons. Long. I can't remember. It took us, but I, and I did it like in two tries. I did it in three tries today. Like, so it's, it's, it's like, but it's, it's so much fun. Like I like, I don't care. I don't care if I'm doing it over and over, if I'm having fun with people and like, that's the challenge. I'm enjoying it. So See, I'm having a good time. Like so I will probably will. like that. Elden, if you like adventure games, I can't recommend Elden Ring enough because it's like the magnum opus of Dark Souls. If you ever want like that variety and you want a challenge, sounds like that could speak to you is all I'm saying. Uh, oh, shout out two real seasons quick. ago. Sorry. Yeah. Shout out to Blink with the $10 super chat. I agree with Travis, but Travis said it, so I'm angry and he should apologize. JK, love y'all. So, yeah. It's like, I apologize. It is, and you apologize as well. And yeah, the other thing I think, uh, Ivantis is, uh, sorry to interrupt. Uh, no is um you said is the is the reward worth it and that's another area where i've kind of changed to thinking you know in the past i've said the reward's not worth it like why would you do nightfall or grandmaster nightfall but now that i think about it if the reward were too good it would make it mandatory and then you would have that problem where it needs to be more accessible because if you put really good stuff behind grandmaster nightfall then it's like well now i've got to do it and if i've got to do it then i've got to grind to 1575 and then i've got to put on all the time with the mode i don't like and then it's sort of it sort of forces players to play a mode they don't like. Yeah. And I kind of feel like they just need to make those rewards for Master uh, Raid and Grandmaster Nightfall just kind of better. A little well, bit then, better. Then, because I, the then hardcore I have to say they need to that. figure out something with Trials also. Because I am really jonesing after that Trials memento. And I don't know if I can find a couple friends to take me flawless this weekend or not. But I really, really want that. Um, you know, granted, that that's a cosmetic. Nightfall memento. That does not look good. I have the Gambit one. That's the only one I've been managed See, to get in. That one is also I saw not... a clip or Twitter yeah. or whoever it was for the, the I guess it was Grandmasters or High Level Nightfall Memento. That yeah. looks like a traffic cone on one of them. It's it just does. like no, bright orange. The only good one, the only good one is the, is the, um, is definitely the Trials one. And okay, so, but that's a cosmetic reward, right? It, I feel like that doesn't necessarily make it a must play, but yeah. something, something that changes the way the game works, like Recluse is probably the best example of that. As a PvE player, I was so mad at Bungie for putting Recluse in a, a mode that I was not good at. So I had to play that with like find my sweaty friends to carry me to get me to get that. The best <laughs> PvE gun in the game locked behind like PvP content. I was so mad about that. So I feel like that's an example of when it it when they when they put like you're like you were saying, like when they have a reward, it's kind of like a must get and they lock it behind like a particular activity so you feel obligated to play that in order to get that reward that's when people memento is not not on the same level as recluse i think i mean because it's cosmetic yeah. um but you know yeah for sure yeah I, I think i think that's exactly it I, I over the time i i used to criticize them like oh you know why do you go flawless on trials like obviously i'll do it because i enjoy playing pvp but i'll never do grandmaster nightfall because it's just not good enough and now in retrospect i'm sort of looking at it like it's kind of brilliant because it means that the people who really want that stuff will feel like they've got to do it even though it's only slightly better they're just kind of but those people are sort of just looking for reasons to play the game more right that's pretty true and the people who the people who just who just want to get in and get out and that's right yeah and actually honestly ebontis all of us all of us are like that cog is like that i'm like that 
And the people that just want to like enjoy the story mode, play the raid and get out, they can do that without feeling like they're missing out on a ton. And I think that's kind of beautiful in a that's way. That's what they want. So, they want that sort of. Yeah, yeah that's you why they like, started everyone on the same player. level this season. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they and they can all be happy. Get into the they game. can all they be happy without getting FOMO. You know, they let everybody in at the same level this season. Bungie wants people picking up the game and playing it. Like they don't want people to stop the game because of FOMO. Although I have to say with all of the, the I, I used, so I'm a kind of person I used to 100% Final Fantasy games to give you that kind of idea of the extent okay. that I will play a game okay. in order oh, to complete everything in it. Yeah. Uh, well, it takes one to know one. Oh, so anyway. <laughs> Sure does. So anyway, but when Destiny introduced yeah, these like seasonal fire. titles, seasonal titles that that you know get archived, I lost the interest in doing everything in the entire game because at this point I can't. It's just over. Yeah. There certainly are people out there that have done every single seasonal title, and I just I'm just like, well, I can't get it, so I'm not going to worry about finishing everything now. I'm just going to do what I want to do. So in in one sense. It's a release because you're freed from the idea obligation of doing everything. But yeah. in the other sense, like 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 you said, I'm like sort of like, you know, sort of like the dream player. Like I'm I'm interested in doing replayable content. So are they missing out on people who might do play the game more because, you know, they they're archiving things. I don't know. That's yeah, that's the technical limitation, like annoyance, balance, legal. I mean, we've you know, you listen to Hogue, which is like, you know, an attorney that a couple of us know and talk to and listen to his thoughts about the whole Bungie sunsetting content that you've paid for. Most of us do, at least. And you can't get access to it. And there's oh, some yeah. weird ways, even towards the end of last season, when like Forsaken Pack and then the little campaign was limited. But now you can buy the little piece of Forsaken that remains. Yeah. The monetary structure of the game is still in kind of a weird state sometimes with what is and isn't in the game. And now yeah. is that weird time where we got an expansion and we got a season, but we lost four seasons worth of stuff to do all mm -hmm. at the same time. It does kind of suck some of the variety out of the game. But then when we get to the... Who's playing three of those seasons of stuff, though? But also you take away the a newer player chance to experience. Like if you tell... Yes. If you tell somebody in season 19, that might be a PvP season, but you can go through experience. Witch Queen, Season of the Risen, Season of Redacted, and Season of the Redacted, which are going to have some cool stories. You can come in and experience all of that. That is actually a good time. Where we are right now is the weird moment where we just lost a lot, and now it's a bit more limited again. So when you talk about the grind, and that also depends on where it's at, too, is you talk about like grinding and grinding and grinding, and that's always the balance of... They did well to get to 1550 for all of us to yeah. get to 1550 was not hard. Like 1550 for the raid was cake. That was at one character. You didn't even need to like go between characters and have all your bounties. I had bounties saved. It helped with your artifact, but honestly, everything else was just a bonus. But literally, and then they get... gave you the 1520, 20. Yeah. Um, so you had three levels like, to go. That was beautiful. Boom. Done. Easy. Yeah. So that part's been the best ever. But then, as you said, you get into the time of, well, do I want to do my three strikes? Uh, do I want to do my three gambit matches? Do I want to do three strep matches in Crucible? Then do I want to do preservation for like the fifth time, even though I've done this thing that takes a while to do? Um, and you get to these other pieces. They did mention like Legend Psyops actually does have a pinnacle drop to it, but it hasn't it showed it for like seven weeks. So it honestly, does, when yeah. I, but like when I was looking at it, it was like, there's no point in doing Legend. But apparently I didn't know that was broken. Even then, though, it still doesn't seem totally... I think 1550 should still be match-made, but we've broken that one as many times as we need to. But it is this weird... They are 
working with like a whole bunch of like puppet strings and they've got it decently balanced for a lot of tiers of players like you you're like i'll play i'll play hardest stuff i'll play master aids keep giving me stuff to play the other person who comes in plays the story checks out the season four weeks later i'm gonna go play something else and they got the pdp yeah. a little bit and that's where it probably needs the most help is pdp right now and hopefully I over totally the course agree. And yeah. hopefully over the course of this year, they mentioned Glory, Playlist, and Survival getting a rework yeah. in Season 19. But again, that's nine months away, theoretically. So I do I do think Sunsetting is a good, a good thing for the game, number one. Um, because I think it kind of hones down to the content that Bungie wants to focus on and wants people to experience when they come into the game. But I also think Bungie has kind of gotten a miss in terms of introducing um, new lights into the content. Because yes. I think as a new player, it's very confusing. Even as a, somebody who has played thousands of hours of this game, I still get very, very confused by it. And and imagine just starting in the Bungie universe, you know, and trying to understand what's going on. Like, yeah. it, talk about overwhelming. Like, I, I don't know, and I don't know how, like, what kind of fix there would be for that. But I, I think that, I think they're doing a great job with, um, you know, making the base game free, with um, raising everybody's power level the same level when the start season starts. I think all that's very, very good at getting new people in. You know, but they need to do a better job of kind of like immersing people in the story. Yep. Although, like for returning players, they've done a better job, like in the recent, more recent seasons, and in, in integrating the story into the game. But I think they could do a better job for new players. Yeah, this is this is one area where I don't know if there's a good solution because yeah. you see it with every other MMO as well. Like World of Warcraft is really bad at it. Uh, you can go and play that content. Same with Final Fantasy fourteen. You can play it, but like actually trying to initiate a new player into it is insanity so it's just it's so it's so, just so, so hard much. it's like oh dude yeah. i swear to god the game gets so cool you can play it with me after 60 hours and it's like all <laughs> right like, man no, like, I'm that's, good. that's I'm just good. not gonna I'm happen out. yeah like that was people, my yeah. barrier of entry I, I never made it through the 60 hours with final fantasy 14 just because it's such a hard uh barrier of entry to get through and you really have to love it you know, all that way so I, I destiny is is probably the worst at it though because they took away a lot of that early yeah. content and now it just yeah. seems totally disconnected like, from any of that story uh, you and it yeah and it doesn't yeah. it doesn't explain any of its systems super well so i don't know that there's a good solution somebody in the in the comments says that final fantasy 14 does it really well i totally disagree i i mean i think they do a better job of explaining the game because the whole game is there but in terms of actually getting you caught up and playing with your friends right away like it's kind of a joke. I, I I just you have to play through so much of that game. Yeah, it is a lot I don't of investment, but it's no. two it's two different philosophies. Play through it all before you can join the modern times, <laughs> or play through none of it and join join in right away and be completely lost. And I don't know if either of those is really a great option. I think but the latter is actually great. I think that there's a, a space in the game where you could just jump into Destiny and enjoy the gunplay and enjoy power fantasy and enjoy everything that comes with just just like you know being in that universe you know i think the reason it's addictive is sort of your your character right you, you have this 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 character you become really attached to you you level it up you, you give it toys you know you play with it every day um you know so that's tamagotchi. that's where the addiction comes from go ahead sorry i said is your character a tamagotchi a tamagotchi <laughs> i have to like feed it i have to make sure i burp it and make sure i change its poopies <laughs> You know, but but you know what I'm saying? It's like it's like I feel like that's the addictive quality. But if you can get people into the game and just enjoy the gunplay, enjoy how it feels to play the game, then I think they're going to be able to. I don't think the story matters at all. I think that, like, you know, give them a little bit of, of the universe and the story. But like, who cares about the story? Let them just enjoy playing the game. And I think where that comes into play is the PvP area. And I think 
because yeah. PvP, needs- PvP, and that's where the PvP rework really, really needs to happen, and really soon. I think PvP is the only reason Destiny One lived as long as it did. I think it yeah. extends the life cycle of the game. I think it makes the seasons more fun. I used to just hop in, and I'm not a PvP player. I used to just hop in Crucible in quick play and just hang out with my buddies and talk and play quick play in Destiny 1. And I don't do that anymore because quick play is so not fun at all anymore for me. So if they fix that, I think they're gonna. That's, it's going to only help uh, returning players and it's only going to help the longevity of the game and it's only going to help um, new players coming in just to kind of come in and enjoy how the game feels to play. All right. Uh, matchmaking on Legend difficulty, yay or nay? Just one word answer. Nobody? Nay. I know. <laughs> you don't, so not, not Master, you don't think Legend should have matchmaking? I No. What's the disadvantage no. to you of it having matchmaking, since you always play with your friends? Well, that's the thing. Is I'm, against I'm, it. I'm, 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 I think that at the highest level, if you have to work on builds, but, so maybe, so maybe not legend, maybe master, maybe master. Yes. Uh, not to know. Yeah. Maybe yeah. legend. Okay. Cause I can understand, yeah, no, I, th- I can understand I think, master. Cause that is, you get somebody in there that doesn't know what they're doing. You'll never make progress. But master feels at a reasonable enough level with the artifact power. Most people could probably get through it. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that I say, well, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I say yes to matchmaking, but you have to be level 1550. I agree with that. If yeah, you just put a level cap, cap on it, they do that. Yeah, hit the they do that in cap. some. They do that in some modes already. So just make the cap fifteen fifty. That way, you know that at least a serious player is in there. Is going to join you. Yeah. 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 I have no horse on the race, though. I just I wouldn't play. Yeah, fifteen. You're talking about like psyops. Or I mean, yeah, like psyops would be one. Like psyops yeah. fifteen fifty. Nightfalls even at legend at fifteen fifty. Those don't seem like, you know, if if you you know get match made and it's got to check to make sure that you have you know, the champions covered. And if you do, mm-hmm. you're good. And then you might try and re and, you know, maybe leave the group if they're not good and try again. But I do feel, cause I sit there and I do a lot of solo content and you were actually talking about like the new player experience. Cause I literally just went through and did a video, new players against all of the modifiers that somebody's going to face. If you look at something higher level. Yeah. Now all the grandmasters that you're doing, somebody's running Arbalist. Yay, nay? Is somebody running Usually, Arbalist for you guys? Yeah. yeah. So how long do you how how does a new player acquire Arbalist? <laughs> I don't even I know. Exactly I knew you were gonna ask the kiosk. Exactly. Can you get it from the kiosk, po- was, I guess. Right? Do you have to get point. spoils and get it from the kiosk? I don't know. You either can hope Zer sells it, which that's yeah. a crapshoot, or you yeah. get a random drop, which could be armor or weapons, and that's oh, like that's every thousand you kills. Yeah. And that yeah. weapon right now in Grandmasters, I mean, there's probably not many so guides that are out there that say, hey, you're probably going to want this one. It's barrier. It's every shield. It's linear fusion, so you can get your crits and get a chunk of damage from range. So it's like it hits a whole lot of buckets, and when you get into those. So then you talk about the new player who, yeah, that was my recent rant video I did. Um, mm. And the new player who... They could grind, and now they've put in the time. They've hit 1575. Well, hey, go yeah. grab your Arbalist. I don't know how to get that. Where do I get it from? <laughs> I can't I, get I that weapon either. because it's pure <laughs> RNG. And that's one of those things when you mentioned the new player, and it's like, okay, 
because I've been going through like lost sector guides. I've been doing them on master. And again, I'm high enough to do them, but I have options. But then I go through and I'm okay. I'm like, all right, go from which queen onward. What weapons are available for a new player who started Witch Queen, loved the campaign, got to 15, 20 if they did it on Legend. Powerful grind at this point, probably didn't actually feel that grindy. They're at 1550. Okay. Yeah. And now they've got options that they need to hit Barrier, Overload, and Unstoppable. And then you've got different shield types. Maybe you need Arc, maybe you need Solar, maybe you need Void. And you get to the point of you need a Solar Pulse Rifle. Solar is like the big standout for whatever reason. Because if you need Barrier, it's Bow or Scout. There is one Solar Bow in the game, and it comes from Last Wish. They probably haven't done that. For Scouts, Solar Scout. Pallades Corrector, I think, might be the only one outside of mm. another one. Again, Vision is in the raid. DSC Scout. DSC Scout. DSC. Okay. I was trying to take yeah, raids out of the equation. Okay, raids are, out of the equation. These okay. are solo activities. So these are solo. People who don't have solo. friends to do raids with? Correct. Okay. But yeah, but okay. you can go grind out exotics and try and get these things. So There's also like, a, a blue scout rifle that's solar, I believe. Please take that into a master nightfall and let me know how that goes. <laughs> I, I, EK does it. He really does. No, he does. He ru- he runs us. He runs a he runs a blue solar scout rifle. Absolutely, it's got. It's I think it's the only one that's solar and has explosive. No, Hilarious. go ahead though. But I see what you're saying. Like, you're, like yeah, you like, don't that's, have access that's, to. That's the idea. So that was the yeah. the long train of thought that I went through. Is like so if you want a solar like a solar scout or pulse or whatever it was, it's like now we do have adaptive munitions, which is starting to help a little bit. So you're kind of getting there. But again, if somebody gets to that point, and as you said, the new player experience, it's just rough. That's basically the long-winded way to say that, is because the new player gets to 1550. Well, let me start looking on these lost sectors. So in my downtime, and I have to do this by myself anyway, I can start building up my exotic arsenal. You're telling me I need this, like, Tetris puzzle of overload, solar, pulse, and kinetic here, and then the burn is void. And it's just like with the new player does look at that, it's got to be... It's a lot. So, as you said, the PvP will help, and I think just a little bit more accessibility. And I'm hoping when they do, like, Solar 3.0, a lot of solar guns come into the game. Because we haven't had a solar bow that's legendary since Last Wish, and that's been three years. I'm going, how? We just got a Void one. We have, like, a couple Arc ones. We keep never getting solar bows. And then the same thing with Arc 3.0. I hope we get a huge insert of, so they really round out all the archetypes, so a lot of different people have them. That's all. That was the biggest problem with sunsetting, wasn't it? Because they sunset so much stuff yep. that you yeah. couldn't, if you were looking for a particular, like, I wanted to get, like, a void, a void sniper or something like that. Like, or, you know, I can't even remember, like, a, I don't remember what I was looking for, but I was no. like, this literally does not exist in the game currently. Mm-hmm. You know, I had one, but it was sunsetted. And I deleted it, and now I don't have anything to fit that particular slot. Yep. So I see what you're saying. I think that like for new people coming in, all of that is is extremely overwhelming. And how do they how do they even get there? Yeah, I think that's the, I think that it's like some of the I think that when when they introduce uh, intrinsic champion um, to to some of these exotics, that helps a little bit if the exotics are accessible, right? You know, and I think that 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 you know that 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 helps a little bit. But I, I definitely see your point that like if no. you're coming into the game. Like, how do you how do you get enough of these pieces of the puzzle in order to be able to complete this these high level activities that require you to have champion yep. champion stuff equipped? It's hard. So yeah. I get new it. new players yeah. have a hell of a treadmill ahead of them. That's yeah. for sure. That's tough. Uh, I'm gonna take like 60 seconds. Gambit Labs invasion switching. 
I wanted to ask first, before this came out, did this sound fun? Because basically the way it works, at 40, and I don't remember the other number, when you get the invasion. Maybe it's 75? I think it's 75. Yeah. I think it's 75. Your team, when you dunk, you decide when the other team's invasion portal opens. How does that sound like it would play out before you even start? So Travis, I know, Tiddly, you've played a little. A little. Little. But you got to experience it. Travis, I don't think you have yet. So in your head, where do you think the strategies are going to go? Or how do you think that's going to go down? Uh, that. So I think we talked about this on the show when it was announced that they were going to yeah. try this. And my first reaction was, that seems like how it should work to me. <laughs> Is like based on the other team's progress, you get to invade rather than your own progress because, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. That just it seems more like it, like, huh? Why why did they do it the other way where you you scoring opens up the portal so that you can enter the other team? So, uh, different philosophies. I honestly, Gambit just has so many other problems. I think that this is such a minor change. I was just like, all right, cool. Maybe maybe that'll work better than the current system, but I still don't think it's gonna fix this this really just awful experience that, that I get when I play Gambit. So I was not <laughs> looking forward to Speaking it. Speaking about a bad, new, not played it. a bad new player experience, there's like not even a tutorial to Gambit. But anyway. I so know, tiddly. dude. It's so bad. It's so, so bad. What are these things so that fall on the ground but sometimes fall through the floor? No, I'm just, um, so Tiddly, you've played, even if it was like a match or two, what'd you experience or what are your just thoughts on this experiment? I I think... Okay, so first of all, it doesn't fix the main issue with the new Gambit this season, which is the damage-gated bosses, mm. right? Because that prolongs the, yeah. the torment of Gambit <laughs> even longer than it should. Because part of the satisfying thing about um, last season's Gambit is how, how you could melt the bosses so quickly. And I know that you, there's certain strategies you could use to bypass the damage gates in Gambit, which I'm not sophisticated enough to do that. But um, I think that, that it doesn't fix that core problem, right? Um, that being said, I, I, I do agree that, like, hypothetically, you know, giving your team the, the, the ability to control when the other team invades seems better than have, giving the other team control over when, you know, when they're going to invade, right? Because then the other team can kind of strategize, oh, we're going to dunk. Because th that's, what, that's what I was doing uh, before they, they updated. I was like, okay, well, they delayed they delayed the first invaded to 40 right so you dunk 40 you get your invade right so what people were doing is because the first invade was happening so much later is you everyone gets a big blocker everyone puts the big blocker in at the same time you get your invade you go in you do your thing so i haven't played it enough to know like what the current strategy is but it, it i i don't think it's a big enough change to make the mode feel better but i think that that particular change isn't doesn't hurt the mode it doesn't make it worse what I need to know is what, <laughs> maybe they put this in the 12, but I don't remember reading this. I need to know what the invasion um, timeline work, how the invasions work once the primeval summoned. Cause that, that was my experience yeah. today. I like that, like the getting up to the primeval was totally fine. The new system for me, totally fine. But once you get the primeval, it almost felt like we were getting invaded constantly once we summoned the primeval. And we we were winning. We summoned the primeval first. And then it was like invasion, 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 invasion. And we kept on getting killed. And then, of course, as you know, that's super unfun, right? Like I, yeah. I, 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 I invaded 
like I said, not a PvP player. I'm out there cheesing, you know, my Galahorn. I got my Galahorn. I'm running Hunter and Fizz. I'm like, you know, being sneaky. I got four kills on my invade as a terrible PvP player, self-admitted terrible PvP player. They had gotten their primeval down to a quarter, got the entire health back. How bad does that feel for the other team, right? Um, you know, but I, I don't, so that's my question. My question is what, what was changed about the invasions once somebody, somebody's primeval is summoned? Because it almost felt like we were being punished for winning and 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 that also makes the game go longer you know because what yeah. what bungie did last it sounds season, like they didn't change anything no it doesn't it's honestly like the the change may be slightly better but it doesn't fix the mode mm. i guess is maybe my summary yeah. of because the invasion once you summon the primeval the constant invasion that's not new to gambit that's always been kind of at least in yeah recent and i hate years, that maybe. yeah I it's not that. great yeah. it's it feels like a catch-up mechanic that uh is unfair to the team that performed well during the hard part of Gambit, which is like getting the moats without dying and losing right. them all and all that stuff. So yeah, and it weird. also feels awful. It feels awful to get to the damage gates because you you do get free heavy, right? But then you're like, well, I'm not getting the optimal return on my heavy if I use my heavy beef like before the first damage gate because you know somebody's just going to invade and get it back anyway do i use my heavy now do i use my super now you know am i going to hold on to it but then it's going to take longer to get to that damage gate and some of the envoys so you're like i i don't have a good solution but i just know that i'm i'm still not enjoying it i i enjoyed it better i enjoyed it better when they had completely neutered the mode right because that's what last season like before they introduced these changes they basically pulled everything out of gambit made it like as vanilla and bland as possible. And for me, that was a better experience. And I, I don't dislike Gambit. That's the thing. I yeah. don't dislike it. I'm not one of like, I like do. my husband won't even pick it up. He's like, I hate this mode. <laughs> you know, I won't play this mode. I'll play anything else. I'll play anything else except for Gambit, you know? But for well, me, I'm like, I, I'll do I'll do whatever yeah, it takes. I don't want to do Gambit, you sure. know? But, but like, the, you know, so there's gotta be some kind of happy medium between that completely neutered Gambit that we had before the changes and this sort of like extensively painful gambit that we currently have. I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. Take PVP out of it. I'm with your husband on this one. <laughs> You're just like, I'm out. Yeah. I don't actually, you know what? I, I think I thought about this. I did some soul searching. I think I would rather play the gambit playlist than the strikes playlist. Wow. The, the ga Interesting. Gam gambit is just like a, Please explain. here's the thing. Here's my, okay. here's my, here's yeah, my reason. But see, I can mindlessly right. always make progression. Just on strikes, knock out a boss, PVE, shoot. But that's stuff. the point. It's but it's it, mindless. But it feels it's never challenging. You still get the it's, satisfaction it's, of like shooting the destiny guns, making the heads explode, hitting your. Crits. You don't think you don't get that in Gambit? It does. I mean, you do. You get yeah, you but, get the PVE part in Gambit. The only, okay, so because here's, here's that, the reason: you just add frustration in Gambit. You have like you may have the same PVE, but then you add frustration. That doesn't make it to better. me. There's to me, there's nothing more frustrating than entering this like bland, super boring, repetitive. I've done it a thousand times, just mind numbing experience that is strikes where it's like, oh, a strike I've done 50 times time to do it again with no changes, no difference. I'm just like going through it. You could turn you could be in a coma and play the strike playlist. Like without really any, I mean, any you are correct. That's not wrong. It, it is mind-numbingly easy, and I just think I just think I would rather play a imbalanced, imperfect experience where at least things are different every match because there's variables. And, yeah, you know, but is it? There's only four maps. 
There's only certain yeah. enemies yeah. on the same maps. They don't even yeah. have like a True. rotation of those. They True. limited the randomization. But there's a little, there there's a little okay. bit of okay, there's a little but... bit of randomization with the invades and the strategy and the team. Okay, and okay. strikes. It's like you don't even have to think. It's Dev- so okay. Devil's boring. Devil's ag- advocate. I do feel like the one thing that Bungie got right in Gambit is the power fantasy you have when you're in the invader. Because I feel like the most fun moments I have in Gambit, even as a PvE player, is when I get a good invade. That is so much I mean, fun. It feels and Gambit good for a one man army, those do feel good. That's they the, they know. feel amazing. Like I think like think that's when I'm having fun in Gambit is when I. But the thing is, whenever I'm playing Gambit, especially if I'm like solo queuing because you know no one wants to play with me, like. You know, I I end up fighting blueberries to invade, and so I just kind of don't, and then I end up stuck in this like situation where I feel powerless. But devil's advocate, that's really fun. Invading can be really really fun. Like those moments can. Be uh, but the other fun. side, how do you feel about being invaded? That's terrible. I almost <laughs> that's awful. It's awful. It okay. feels terrible right, to be so invaded I, I upon. It, I figured out strikes. Yes. Strikes are the Xanax. Of, yes. Of, and then Gambit <laughs> is the bipolar disorder. Yes. It's like I love this. I hate this. I'm never playing this again. <laughs> I, I think we figured yeah. it out. And then I guess I'd I guess I'd rather be frustrated than bored. Maybe this that's, is something I'm learning choice. about myself. Yeah. I was like, you. Yeah. I, I mean, Bo- boring is the worst state for games <laughs> for me. It is the worst state. Just straight up bored. But that's, again, what? Like, you don't have to do those that often. And you don't have to do Gambit that often. I don't have to do Gambit that often either. I'm just saying if I had to pick, I think I would probably choose Gambit. Strikes are the Brussels sprouts of destiny. And then... (laughs) (laughs) Although, I have to say, when things become boring in Destiny, the thing that I love about the the Guardians in the game, like the players who love this game, is that they find ways to make it interesting. And I'm talking about like different ways. Like when I'm playing a strike, even if I'm playing with randoms, I'll go in, you know, I'll load in, I'll do a skip and I'll pull them forward and I'll be like, haha, I bet you didn't know that that was in there, you know, like and stuff like that. I find that super fun. Like, like learning sometimes, like sometimes when you know, that's why PV is fun. Like you, you've done it enough times, you know how to like make things optimal. And I, that, that can be super fun. But sometimes I I don't I'll, I'll it sounds play. like you get joy out of skipping past destiny contests. <laughs> you like possible, you enjoy not like... doing it, finding ways to not you, do it yeah, faster. Where's, exactly. where's Teddy when he needs? How can I not play Destiny? That's yeah, how that's, I get that's off. Teddy. Like, that's how can why? I do as yeah. much of Destiny as possible so I can put it away for a while? That's exactly, yeah, exactly. that's how Destiny yeah. feels. But there, there is something to be said about how how like you can do strikes and and not give it your hundred percent focus. You know, because I'll I'll put up a stream on my other like monitor and I'll watch a stream and kind of hang on a stream while I'm grinding. And I find that really fun because I feel like I'll watch I TV can, shows. That's yeah, you watch TV shows, yeah. you know, you can put up a podcast like this podcast or whatever, you know, and, and then you, you know, you're in, engaging in an enjoyable activity um, and feeling like you're getting stuff done. Because I think at its core, video games Boy. are uh, <laughs> video games are, are a weird thing, right? And and, and 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 this is just my theory, right? Because what are we doing? We go to work, you know? Oh, well, maybe not now. Maybe we work, we work from home. But we have this job that we're committed to, to make our money, you know? And then we come home and what do we do? We turn on the video game and we start working again. Why yeah. do we do that? <laughs> what is the compulsion there? The human compulsion. What? what why do we do that? See, this you is know? why variety well, helps I, me. I, helps I'm my obs- sanity a I'm- lot. 
Yeah. See, I'm obsessed with working. So the reason I am a gamer is because it feels like work. Because it's not right. socially acceptable right. to work 100% no. of the time. No. So it's like, you know, it gives, yeah, you, it but, gives but, you a purpose. But it's not, it's, it's not real. It's ones and zeros. At the end of the day, it doesn't exist, right? You know, you, you, you spend, you know, 15 bucks on some kind of like cool Fortnite skin. You know, eventually when Fortnite doesn't exist, that's going away, right? The amount of time. And I mean, does, the artifact is a great example of that. Oh my gosh, I got my artifact oh, level to plus 30. You know, oh my gosh, I got it leveled to plus 30. I put in all this work to get Tomorrow, the artifact gone. level to plus 30. <laughs> but here's Next the thing, season, Tiddly. boom, take that away. Here's the th- all here's that the thing, work Tiddly. gone. Why do we do that? Why are we addicted to working in video games? Here's the thing, Tiddly. You say it doesn't matter, but all three of us in this chat have found a way to make it actually work. <laughs> we all make money off of it. Right, that's so true. like we that's true. That's true. We, we work, yeah. we the work, and then we come home and podcast, we turn the people turn watching it into the work. Disney YouTube videos. We are the yeah. minority. Most of us are who are even hearing us speak yeah. right now. Very much the minority. The people who find YouTube videos. There's the people who just like, oh, here's this Destiny game. I boot it up at night and I kind of do some stuff. Like that's that's the person who you wonder when you said you're like, hey, how fun is this? Or when you get invaded, you're like, I'm not just so angry, and you're like. <laughs> That person who does go do their job and then come home and wants a little escape and gets so frustrated, that's when they do set it down, unfortunately. They really have to love it, though. They have to love it. I think so, because for us, to a certain extent, it is work. Like, I have to play Destiny every week, otherwise I won't have anything to talk about on the show. So Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. But, okay, here's the question. Would you do it if you weren't getting paid? I did before, but I think there were – I had more freedom to not do it in the past, so – uh, there were periods of my Destiny life where I didn't play for like two or three months, and I have not done that since I've been on Destiny shows. And so, yeah. uh, I think I think in the past I had more freedom, and and I would not do stuff if it, if it was pissing me off or if it wasn't productive or whatever, and or if I was just bored by it, I would just check out of Destiny yeah. for a little while. Uh, and since since making content for it, it's like, well, now I have to. So yeah, I got to log in every week and write IGN's article about Zur. Right, Ubantus <laughs> is in the same. Same boat there. I got I got to go see Zur every week. So that's right, like, you know, right. there's stuff I've got to do. Yeah, I was like, I will say for me, the healthiest Destiny is when I don't live it 24-7. For me personally, Tiddly's like, my brain just broke. <laughs> no, I don't either, though. That's no, the I'm thing. I mean, I, I'm giving you a hard yeah. time, I know. Yeah, I um, don't do that either, though. But like for me, the balance of... When you do jump into the strike playlist just to be like, oh, I got to do a couple pinnacles, but I've been playing Elden Ring for 40 or 50 hours or anything else. And then you jump back in. It feels good for a little while. Those things don't feel too bad in smaller doses. It is the point we get to. And as you said, that's where the extended grind, the treadmill fills a little bit longer, depending on where your level is. And again, as you said, you've always got people to play with. The solo player versus the person who always has friends to play with, that's also going to be a different experience, too. The person who has friends who gets ready for Grandmasters and the raids every week, they have a lot of... You do have a little more challenge. you got a little more variety stuff to do. That solo player starts to run out, and then if they hear war stories about LFG, they're like, guess I'll wait till next season. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's true. And I think that's part of the challenge of grinding, too, when you're a solo player in terms of accessing pinnacles. I think it's really tough. To get yeah. to, to like max power when you're just, you know, like, what are your options? You have strikes, you have gambit. Um, you can do the psyops battlegrounds because that's match main. Um, you can't do, you can't do the 100k nightfall. 
that's not accessible to you. Generally you know, not. like you can do, you can probably solo uh, the preservation mission if you're like a, oh, an average player. Yeah, it's not too bad. You can probably solo that, and that gets you a pinnacle. But that's going to take you longer, and it's not going to be as fun. You know, like you, your 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 pool of things you can access are, are limited. You know, I mean, just for pinnacles, powerfuls are a little bit different, right? But if you're trying to get to that 1560 base, a lot of the a lot of a lot of the pinnacles that you have to get are are locked behind friendship, or at least LFG ship. So, and that is the true the friend game. And that is the end game. The friend game is the end game. The, game the friend game, game, yes. As as I think that's part of why we do it to answer your question from earlier. Is like it is a social experience for some yeah. of them. Even if you're pissed at the game, at least you're pissed with somebody. And also, I mean, if you're if this is what you do as a hobby, if you don't make money off of it, you're still um, like, what what other hobby are you going to do that feels more productive than games? You know what I mean? Like, well, as somebody said, it's cooking less than doom scrolling TikTok. <laughs> That's right. It's going to be bored. I, I, I think I have it's, laughed it's way so more, it's, hard at some of those cat oh no. videos. Yeah, they're, oh. I've been in pain sure, before. You because can get of some TikTok. entertainment out of it, but like, is watching TV. Does that feel more productive than video games? Like I would say no. So well, but, I but think, it, I think it, it's it, interesting it, it, that you you say product productive because is that the end goal of your your it is for your hobby time? It is for so me. like you're interested in things where and is working productivity. Yeah. So you're kind yeah, of right. addicted to working, like kind of in the same oh, way that I, I'm like I for addicted sure am. to I'm grinding. I'm super American, yeah. man. I'm I'm like yeah. I'm I'm living that American workaholic life, the... but uh, <laughs> for sure, for sure, yeah. I'm bought in. I was gonna say some TV is worth the experience, though, for sure. For sure, Absolutely. but it doesn't feel like work. It, it feels like you ever get antsy when you sit and watch. I do. I'm like super over TV and movies the past couple of years. I just I can't. I have to be doing something else as well. My wife well, is a I multitasker, think, yeah. and I'll like enjoy like the acting and the nuance and like the little character development. And then my wife will still get most of the show, and she'll be playing like she'll like friends. look up. Yeah, she'll be doing other up? stuff yeah. the whole time, but. She still catches most of it, so I got to give her props for pretty impressive. Those are terrible people to watch shows with, though, because you like look to them and go, "Did you get that?" And they're like, "Huh?" You know, or they no, ask questions. It's interesting because I feel like I have those moments when I'm like, yeah. or it's like, "Hey, do you want to watch a movie that I know she hasn't seen?" And it's like, "Hey, yeah. this is one I like." And then I'm like, "Are we gonna watch the movie?" <laughs> no, but they they actually I feel like television production companies actually create um, streamable content for that particular population. Like there's do. a whole, there's a whole series, like all, there's all the, especially reality TV shows. They want the content to be interesting and fun, but not so like, not take all your attention. complicated. Yeah. That you, it doesn't have to hold your complete attention. They literally do that. That's why people binge watch these, these shows. They're not, you're not, you, they yeah. don't intend you to like, intend you to give your full hundred percent attention the entire time. Nobody's like, paying full attention to, is it for you to multitask. No it's one's kind of doing that. I don't even that. know what that is. Is it cake? It was like the top show on Netflix like a couple weeks ago. No. It's just a show where oh yeah yeah you have to get, that you have to, kind of show that is a perfect I, example. That's a great of example. Nobody is watching that full attention. No, no one. No, yeah. people are no doing way. something else when they're watching that show. That's you like know, a show you watch while you're jogging. You're like on the treadmill and you have it on yeah. your phone for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, the last thing I did want to ask so is the end of the TWAB touched on one thing that. Because we basically blew through most of the TWAB. Uh, shout out, by the way, to the Bungie Foundation. They do have the Kilts for Kids. Uh, that's their annual foundation mm-hmm. with the Seattle Ronald McDonald House that they're working on. 11 years strong. Um, again, if you donate for that, you got uh, an emblem that you can get. And then, obviously, some art in there. If, you, if you're generous and you've got $1,000 to donate, you can also buy yourself basically a new, brand new headquarters studio tour. So you'll be, you got to take care of your travel and all that stuff. But that basically is awesome charity donation also lets you go check it out 
It also seems like the Destiny community had a good time in Reddit over the weekend. The uh, r slash place when they make those really big pixelated pieces of art where people buy are basically kind of claim pixels. They actually made a really cool, they did a ghost, the Witch Queen emblem, Traveler, Witness, couple pyramid ships. All of this in just like pixel art. It was actually very impressive what they put together. And there's a free emblem. If you guys haven't got it yet, that's actually a cool emblem. I actually like that one that we get for free. Yeah, uh, that one's nice. But the big one is the end of the TWAB. And one, Freelance Trials is kicking off this weekend. This is pretty much when I play Trials because I know I'm not going to face a three stack. So I may win some, I may lose some, but I don't have to check the roster to know if it's just going to be uh, ass-kicking each time. Because usually if it's three stack, I beat one three stack last weekend in zone capture, I will say. I was, and not me nice. specifically, but it was like, there was a pretty solid guy on our team and the two of us, we put it together. I think it ended up being about three, like five, three or five, four. It was close, but we actually beat a three stack. I was like, all right, those moments oh. actually do feel pretty good. But yeah. freelance I enjoy because I never have to worry about that. I'm going to win some, I'm going to lose some, but I will get some reputation, some ingrams. And again, for the solo player, Alacrity is a very good perk, so spend some time in Trials. I can't say that enough. But the biggest one, speaking of raids, Master Difficulty is going to start on the 19th. I know Tiddly is going to be ready for that one because she's going to be level 1600 because she just grinds and grinds and grinds. We know that. Uh, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> but tune in next Thursday for some fun news concerning an upcoming Rotator of Sorts in Season 17. And this was actually probably the most exciting thing I've read on TWAB in a little while because I feel like they mentioned this like a year ago. It's been a while. Yeah. And yeah. we have the Legacy playlist. And we have Vault of Glass. We have basically everything except um, everything that was on the Leviathan because you've got Last Wish. You've got Garden of Salvation, Beyond Light, um, Deep Stone Crypt, um, Vault of Glass, and then now Vow of the Disciple. But they always just put the newest one for six months up there. And I'm sure when we get the new one in Season 18 – Whatever that's going to be, that's going to take Val the Disciple and knock off its pinnacle rewards. But it sounds like we might get a rotator of some version. Maybe they'll be bringing that to pinnacles. What do you guys think of this? I'm curious. Do you guys think they will do a pinnacle rotator? Is it just that simple, or do you think they're doing something else with it? God, I hope they do a rotator. This has been, and also this is sort of the reason why I think it's unfortunate that they've been vaulting so many things because i feel like if you have a rotator you kind of don't need to vault because it points people towards specific activities you know because part of the part of the reasoning that they said that they were taking out uh content was just to optimize the game because they couldn't sure. keep it in there yeah. I, and the the file size and stuff i kind of don't believe that frankly just because there's games that are much bigger than destiny and they do just fine I think it was yeah. more about player base. Destiny often falls to smaller player bases. We're actually currently in kind of a smaller player base uh, cycle, which is totally fine. And I think healthy for games as a service games. Um, but it uh, this would solve the problem if they would have just created some sort of like rotating playlist or kept all the strikes within the strike playlist or kept all the crucible maps within the crucible playlist. You don't have to take content out if you just will create these rotating playlists. And so I really hope that they're adding a raid a rotator. I, I would love that. It would totally rejuvenate the the old raids and the ability to play it, give people more opportunities to go for those exotics without having to get stuck in an old raid that doesn't reward you on the on the the bleak hope that you'll actually get some good loot from it or an exotic that you're missing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I'm a 
I've, I've been on this on this uh, train for a while, and I, I really hope that they do it because it's it's overdue in my my opinion. Fiddly. I think it's a fantastic idea. I mean, the way I'm kind of picturing it is the way uh, grandmasters work, where you have like a particular nightfall that's available, or just regular nightfalls. How, how you have a particular nightfall available that week, and then you you can you you have access to that, you can play it that week, and then it's a different one the next week. Yep. Um, and then basically using using the raids that they sunset, not Destiny One raids, just the raids that they sunset for Destiny Two, right? Oh, you want them to um, bring back Leviathan. I mean, I I want them to bring back um, Eater of Worlds, actually. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, I think there's a lot. Great. I mean, yeah. but, you, you know, ask somebody one? else who's going to be Spire Stars clear? or like, you know, who, what? I mean, everybody has their favorite raid that's been Sunset Crown of Crown of Sorrows. That's so much fun, you know. But so I, that's the way I see it playing out ideally. And I I think that they did kind of uh, mention that um, that there would be a possibility of earning some kind of reward for completing it. So like, get allowing that be, being a pinnacle activity. Maybe not the way that Vow of Disciple gives you a plus two pinnacle like for every single encounter you complete, but maybe giving you a one pinnacle at the end every time you complete it. That, like if you complete it once that week, you get a pinnacle at the end of the raid. Something like that would be really fantastic to give people the reason to play it. Um, yeah. And I, but so I do see you that think as, that they and, keep the normal raid playlist or does this replace it partway through the season once the uh, new raid is sort of old? There is no raid playlist. You know what I mean? Like uh, right now, the raid playlist is you have to play the new raid. Yes. Oh, you just so mean you like, that they well, add... like the pinnacles? Yeah. yeah, I get what you mean. There's... Yeah, I'm saying, do they? Do they? Do they? Is this additive or does it replace the new raid after a couple? I would of weeks, say, so... I would say additive. I yeah, would say that next essentially, season, essentially, it doesn't replace Vow is the optimal source of raids to get pinnacles, but then give 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 them a pinnacle at the end of completing the first time, right? That week, right? Um, and then gives you know spoils of some sort, you know, for replayability. Yeah. Um, I think that the the remastered raids, like like um, like Vogue, I think my understanding is that takes a massive amount of resources and time in terms of bringing those to light in yeah. Destiny Two. It's not just copy and paste from one to the other in terms of the content. So I don't see those. I mean, I don't see those as being kind of like part of that rotation. Um, but rotating the sunsetted raids would be so so fantastic. I would yeah. absolutely love that. And adding a title to that would also be super fun too, you know. I would love that idea. Yeah. See, my curiosity is one, as you said, you've got the sunset rates. I actually hadn't thought about most of the Leviathan Scourge, that type of stuff that's actually been taken out. Because again, yeah. I don't know if that takes them putting assets back in the game, them trying to keep the game size down. I didn't think about that, but I would love to see that because you said it's D two. But again, I don't know how much polish work it takes to take the D two stuff into like the newer lighting engine and stuff that they've done still within D2 because they've done some engine modifications with Beyond Light and Witch Queen. Yeah. So I don't know what it takes for that one. But even then, if you take just the five that are there, the ones that we just got done mentioning, those five, again, if you do, no, there's no reason to run Garden of Salvation right now. But if there's pinnacles in there, right. you got Sherpas that have a reason to run people through it. You've got more people that are going to have a reason to teach it and learn the different raids. And it gives more life to those. I also wonder... At this point, they basically said crafting is mostly based around the season that we've got right now. Season 16, Witch Queen. And then they said they were going to open up. <clears throat> yeah, Divinity would be a good reason to run Garden for more people. But that's, yeah, you actually have to get that one on rotation. But then you have crafting is supposed to expand to season 17 stuff, which we'll get some more. And then they said some older stuff as well. And I'm wondering if some of the older stuff, either if they're going to bring 
if there's featured raids, if those could have some possible red outline weapons where you can actually start crafting some of those. I also wonder if they would do origin traits for some of the previous raids. Yeah, like that'd you be have great. origin traits to yeah, I love that. Like Garden of Salvation or origin traits to Deepstone Crypt yeah. or anything like that just to get more variety and more reason for everybody to run those again. Because if you could get another trustee or another what is the sniper rifle in uh, Deepstone Crypt where it's like reconstruction and recombination, like the god roll of all the ammo type one? I can't remember. I don't know. I use it is. all the time, though. Yeah. That one's amazing. All the Deepstone Crypt <clears throat> guns are amazing. The, 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 the shotgun, the, the kinetic shotgun, they're also yeah. good. So if you could yeah, do that. Shock, I, I use that shotgun a lot. Yeah, a so lot. if you could do that, and then now you have a reason to go back and you get an origin trait paired with it as well, plus if it's a certain family or anything like that, that I think would be the best version. Do I think we're going to get yeah, the, like, the raids, the pinnacles, and the origin traits? Maybe any weapon crafting? That's probably asking a little too much. But I, I think the origin traits would give a reason for everybody to run. Because as you said, if it's like one pinnacle or maybe two pinnacles from a raid, once you hit that 1560, a lot of people will lose the re reason to run sure, that list. Sure, But if you I'm give... I'm yeah, if I'm done with doing pinnacles because I'm 1560 yeah. base, yeah. so I'm not going to be doing any more pinnacles. I, yeah. I have no reason. I don't have to ever do my repeated Gambit, three games of Gambit a yeah. week ever You're again done. this season. I'm you done. You never have I'm to done. touch Gambit. Yep. So introducing raid rotators with pinnacles at this point in the season is is asinine. It's not a good idea. But introducing it at the beginning of a new season, yep. now that's interesting and fun and people will play it yep. until they hit yeah. the pinnacle cap. Yeah. Um, and I don't... I would also... Yeah. I, I think we're all just talking about raids uh, because it's the obvious one. But, but I, want dungeon I also rotator. think that they, they yeah, so I was going to say, they they badly need to do it for dungeons as well, I think. Favorite dungeon? What would that look like? A dungeon rotator? I mean, because right now you've got Shattered Throne, you've got Grasp, which is the pinnacle, but you've got Prophecy, you've got Pit of Heresy. And mm -hmm. what if just right. one of those a week is going to be, you know, a pinnacle? Same thing, if you get origin traits in those, anything like that, just to give, because you have... A lot of dungeons, which are, that's a solo, low man level content. They're built around one person, and then three people can do them. It's built for that other, less sized group, like person. Either they know one or two people, or they don't know the big group of six for a raid. That's the other side where I think that I really hope they do that too, because that type of rotation gives a different player base something else to go do. And we get a dungeon next season. Yeah. Well, that's a good idea. Yeah, so it's like that was the one thing I saw is because you just said I was like I love Shattered Throne. I have zero reason to go run it. Pit of Heresy the same way. It's a cool experience. Prophecy, like if you've never seen Prophecy, that's one of the trippiest things that you'll ever go through, especially trying to solo I love that thing. Prophecy, so yeah. good. The cube room, yeah, <clears> the boss pinnacles fight. Would, ro rotating playlists with pinnacles would definitely be a reason to do it. Making those weapons only drop their uh craftable versions if yeah. they if you know if they were in the weekly playlist is a great yeah. way so yeah they got a lot of tools at their disposal i just i, I would like to see them i think i think the real more. reason to replay the older raids and the 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 you know you know the shatter throne the dungeons is is like like loot that's specifically tied to whatever yeah. that is because i i was running let's see what were we doing we were doing um last wish just the last bit of it we were basically checkpointing and doing last wish runs for 1k when um like that was just so overpowered last season yeah. you know so like or, or I, I was running um garden the garden initial encounter on three characters just for that bow the garden bow is yeah, really 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 yeah. good 
it's really really good so um and when i once i got a god roll i was like okay well i'm done doing that but i, I think that there but if you attach something else to that if i was able to craft that garden yes. bow then that would give me as as like you said this like nerdy i i'm happy to do the content over and over player a reason <laughs> to run garden over and over so i could craft a garden bow even though i have a god roll one additional grind i could craft one with maybe yeah. like enhanced perks that's even better than the current one yeah. that i have so yeah. that's yeah i, I yeah. think crafting is like their solution to making optional endgame content for people who really are looking for things to do in destiny but they don't want to uh give, give fomo because i think the average player does not care at all about crafted weapons as much as the same level that they care about like god roll and grinding for god rolls right uh, but it's catnip for their dedicated players. So I could really see that becoming something they lean on in the future. And I say, you know, just lean into it because uh, I'll engage in some of it. But I, I also never really grinded for God rolls either. And I don't think I'll probably grind for a yeah. lot of the crafted weapons. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe I, trials, I but that's about it. So, yeah, yeah I'm not Go enjoying it, crafting, honestly. Like, I, really? I don't. Yeah, personally, I just I don't like the initial part where you have to use a weapon that's not crappy. good in order to exactly you have to use a crappy weapon that's in sort order of my problem it. with it too. it's not yeah. fun it's really not fun i would rather go into the game with weapons that i'm comfortable with that are fun to use um so i i haven't really been engaging in with a ton of it and i feel kind of like really shame shameful that's admissions of a grinder for, you know yeah of all yeah. things that's that very surprising grind, yeah that's like that one was built for you but come so. on just go I into strikes like man it. go into <laughs> Go into the strike playlist that you can mindlessly do while you're no. watching that show and then take that's your sweet right. sorrow right. and just you shoot stuff with that auto me. rifle. I turn on, turn on that stream, jump into the strikes playlist, take all your red frames with you, just grind out those. Oh, those, God. Know. Oh, my God. The red frames. Don't get me started. Oh, my yeah. God. That is like the, the man that. The way they managed to make vault space somehow worse. And then we heard what yes. the. We heard the currencies could have been much worse. Now you have this temporary seven-week window where you have these currencies, but then you're knowing those are all going to go away in seven weeks, so why am I <laughs> caring? And then the neutral element went up by, like, 12%, while the other ones went up by, like, 400%, and that's just a weird math problem that doesn't make sense in my head, and we talked about yeah. that before. I'm, like, I'm packed, I'm, like, maxed out on neutral element constantly. But I'm sitting there like, I have like, oh, I have 322 adroit element or whatever it is. I'm like, that's fine. The neutral's still maxed out. So doing all this doesn't do me any good and I can't spend the rest. And then it's going away. So no, the, yeah, that's crafting. I'm hoping we get some good tweaks to crafting. But as you guys said, the tools are there between origin traits to give variety to some of the stuff like the raid rotators, the dungeon rotators, and then crafting as well if they make it less painful and then also let me use the junk weapon for like because then you don't want to craft the junk weapon unlock some of the perks and get to like level eight and be like okay it's not as bad but it's not there so then i feel like i'm wasting resources to then actually get it to like level 13 at least then i can take the good ish the good perks to use for a while and see which ones i like and then maybe i'm gonna go spend some asinine amount of currency on the enhanced ones which most of them are not worth it most and there's just only slightly better than the other ones, which to be fair, kind of going back to the other point we're talking about, you know, locking something that is absolutely so much better behind that kind of grind is bad for the regular players, right? Because then that forces people into the crafting system to get whatever is way, way better. I don't think they could have put out enhanced perks that were way, way better but because then, then it, it would force people to do this system. 
And not everyone's going to want to do it. This is true. But then on the other side, unfortunately, it makes yes. a person like you who could potentially love crafting not find much incentive in it. Well, right. Because like I said, I've, I've run the raid. I'm yeah. working on getting my red border weapons. Yeah. But I already got a god roll um, SMG from the raid. Yeah. So am I really going to go through all that effort to get a slightly better version of it? Yeah, you never need... Same thing as like an adept weapon. It's not necessary. If no, you, get, you don't need it. No. You don't need it. Like, you don't need to be max power to do trials. You don't need it. Yeah. Yeah. I can enjoy playing the game without it. And that's kind of the weird part for, like, the end game of Destiny right now is the fact that you get to... You get to a point where your loadout is good enough to do everything that you want to do. Whether you're a solo player working on grinding some lost sectors, whether you're tiddly and you're grinding grandmasters, but you still, you have enough of a capable arsenal somewhere in your vault to get what you need done. And then you get to that point where, you know, if you're comfortable, you know, doing stuff over and over because you enjoy the content and you have friends, then that's the friend game end game. But that's the weird point. That's that weird balance we were talking about. And again, that's that constantly like, teetering balance thing that they're like what's good for the more casual player versus the end game right. you said you can't make We're, it too good but if yeah. it's not too good is it worth going after that's always the right. weird balance in this yeah game. no i think it i think that bungie is always trying to sort of optimize that balance and that's one of the benefits of having a, a game with live updates yeah. you know and it's it's one of the challenges and certainly the community is incredibly challenging you know, there's a lot of people who are really smart who give this a lot of thought, who who are very critical about the game in, in many different ways. Um, but I don't know. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's fun. We keep pick on picking it up. So yeah, yeah, we still have thousands of hours, so it's not like I hate yeah. the game. We just always want to see it a little bit better. Um, Absolutely, and there's we, nothing wrong with that. Wanting wanting something that you love to be even better. And then we got one more super chat from MRI Gamer. Okay, I'm back to send love to Ty Guy Travis as long as he gets me to the lighthouse. Happy to <laughs> oh, roll. Oh, carries. You, we man. do carries now. Here we go. We got Happy to available roll. this weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, I've done. I've I've helped some people on this show in the comments section go to the lighthouse. Um. So yeah, happy to do it as long as it's not during a uh, control week because I stayed super far away from trials this weekend. Oh, zone. Mm. Yeah, zone, uh, zone capture, whatever it is. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that's control, a, yeah, that, yeah. But that's a fun titan bubble mode though oh, you don't run titan was, bubble it is it was but it, it, it is certainly a watch <laughs> oh it is certainly yeah. a titan bubble mode but i would i would debate uh the fun part of it um uh -oh. <laughs> not really <laughs> not really because it uh, came, became bubble and venn diagram bubble that kind of overlaps <laughs> and then it became shield and shield and shield and shield <laughs> And six of them are stacked on top of each other, and it's a game of chicken of who's <laughs> going to punch, wiggle through, get the shot off. But oh, it was a, it was just like oh, there were a couple like something. clips I saw on Twitter where it was a mess. <sighs> Shout oh, out to really DJ Oros with the hashtag friend game in game as well, of course. But yeah, no, it was like zone capture with void 3.0 needs the solar and arc 3.0 needs some kind of counter. That's the point where I keep like I want those other two to see how they can try and work around that. And it's just it's when you saw the double bubble go down, I was like, oh, God, this is going to be a mess. And then like shield shield. <laughs> it was it was a bit of a mess. I played I played enough where it happened a couple times and I'm on a Titan. So, of course, I'm going to be the bubble guy. And yeah, yep, Titan yep, Titan yep. Train was definitely running tr running on trials this weekend. It was a bit of a mess, that's, but yeah, that's normal actually freelance so funny. this weekend. Normal freelance. Thank well, God. thank God. 
That was a nice, tight little two-hour show. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Tiddly, anything else in the world of your mind about Destiny that you want to get off your chest? Um, or I'll you? just say that um, <laughs> we, we got just that one, one thing. <laughs> I always have something more to say. Oh, no, um, I, think, I think for me, like part of the reason that people are so critical about the game is because they love the game so much. So I, I always try to be constructively critical when I'm critical of the game. And sometimes I ask questions where there's no good answer because, you know, you know it's just kind of out in the ether. But um, I think that's part of the reason that the community is so engaged. And, and also, like, in terms of c conversing with, you know, the, like the devs and everything like that. I think that people love the game. I think that um, – and that's fantastic. I think that basically Destiny players exist in the state – and like antithetical to apathy like we're passionate about the game yes we might get angry sometimes yes we might get critical sometimes but it's not because we don't care it comes from a place of love of this video game yeah. so i see that as a, a wholly positive thing i think that certainly it can be expressed in a, in a not so great way sometimes but i think generally speaking i think that i i love this community because they do they are so passionate about this video game no, I mean, that makes perfect sense. If we were apathetic about it, we probably wouldn't play it. Absolutely. So. I'm going to complain again about Gambit still, though. Oh, that's fair. I mean, yeah. Travis is going to complain about Not Trials. Not Strikes. I'm going <laughs> to complain about the, the the new player Lost Sector experience. We all have our pieces that we'd love to see better, and it's the balance of Bungie and Teams and live service and bandwidth to get everything done at the same time, which is impossible, and we know that. So... That we know they're building another season. We know if you saw the development chart from GDC that like multiple seasons are in development at the same time. And then we have to try and ask for these other quality of life fixes and we get a couple of them every season. Not all of them work out well. Crafting, we got crafting beta 0.8 version. We're not quite at 1.0 yet. We got the beta. We're yeah. working on it. We got some yeah. ironing out to do. We got some, yeah. some corners to smooth out, but we'll get there. Yep. But overall, yes, I think that is... I think that is one of the reasons is, I've, we probably said this on the show before too, it is a game of so much potential that when we see a glimmer of something that we know could be there, that we even get more critical and excited because we're like, oh, this could totally be this we see. It's, it's, it's like it's just out of reach and I want to I wanna go grab it, but it's not quite there right, right now. Right. And, and, we, and it's frustrating when it, it doesn't meet what we expect. But at the same time, I think, I think we, we also have moderately unrealistic expectations sometimes and i sometimes i also think that the when when bungie is at its best is when they throw stuff against the wall and see if it sticks that's how trials was created which is arguably one of the best things that's happened to the game so i wish every creative random thing for them to think of to add to the game to make it more fun i want them to take risks i i don't want to i don't want them to listen to me as someone who's critical of the game because I'm thinking in the context of the game as it exists. I want them to continue to like grow and change and make super cool new things. And yeah, some of them are going to really be bad and that's okay, but some of them are going to be amazing. And I think that that's, that's part of like a live game experience and that's partly part of why what keeps us coming back, you know? So yeah, no, that is very well said. And I think that's a good way to wrap that one up as well. Uh, yeah, as we wrap up the show, I first want to thank you, Tiddly, for taking the time. I know it's a couple out of hours of your streaming and time with your man and all that type of stuff that we're taking away from. 
So thank you so for where being I'm, your I'm cat. still spending time with my cat, though. That is true. Yeah. You got fluff. You are you are coming yeah. in fluff. Uh, well, thank you for bringing flowers onto the show. That is also a first time. We appreciate that. <laughs> it makes the stream much prettier um, than these ugly mugs that we've got here. So we thank you for bringing the attractiveness of the show up. Just Next like time I'll bring my tie, though. I, I feel underdressed. <laughs> I was going to say, like, you've talked about D&D. You said Trials is one of the best things that was brought to the game. Like, you are it pitching is. to the Travis Choir right now. You have no idea Listen, how you I, are. Listen, I have some here. amazing ties. I have some really nice ties. Bow ties. I, I can rock them? a tie. Next time, I'm bringing a tie. For sure. Well, we will yeah. definitely nice. have you back. This was an absolute blast. We had This was so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. I love talking about this game, and... You guys are great. I had, a, I actually, you know, it's it's rare when I'm when I'm talking to people about the game that they they make me think about it in a different way. And both of you did that tonight, and I really appreciate that. Oh. So thank you so much for a good conversation. Very nice. Love that. Yeah. Stimulating. Well, at this point, the floor is yours. So anybody who sees this in all the different places we put this show, um, just gotta let people know where to find you, what you'll be doing. Um, yeah, the floor is yours to say anything you feel like saying, within reason, of course. <laughs> i've seen your streams i know we gotta i gotta put a cat listen I, did i swear once i was very very good i well borderline maybe okay um so anyway i i create content on twitch twitch.tv forward slash tiddly i'm live monday through friday nine o'clock cst streamer time which means not always right on time um and I, I you know i stream in the mornings i i think of my content as kind of um a super energetic morning show. I'm a more a really obnoxiously happy morning person. So if you're into that, then, um, and you need a little like, you know, personality caffeine in the morning, that's kind of what I try to provide for people. Um, you know, and that's, that's where you can find me. And um, certainly you can follow me on Twitter. I do my go lives on Twitter. I sometimes will post my destiny hot takes on Twitter. Um, but you know, there you go. Come by if you want to. That's a good incentive as anything. I don't know if I've seen personality caffeine in the morning. That's pretty good. So. <laughs> it's pretty true. That's, that's what I try to provide. I yeah. Like that. Yeah. A good pick me up just by being, an, again, your infectious personality. As I jumped in the stream, I don't know what conversation I jumped into, but I was laughing trying to figure out what was happening because it was a weird yeah, conversation. That's about right. Like, yeah. <laughs> sounds about right. Yep. Travis, what about you, man? Uh, I know we have secrets coming from you sometime, but. Mm. A little bit, yeah. A very yeah, sad secret. For... I just want very you to be like secret. the guy on the side of the pool when they're judging dives and be like, two. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's me for sure. So, yeah, I, I am I am reviewing a game I can't really talk about yet, but uh, it's a bad game and I'm going to be telling people not to play it. Uh, I think next week is when the embargo lifts. Um, and uh, other than that, uh, I did a preview of a game called Superfuse at Game Developer Conference. That's on IGN. Um done some other reviews we were talking about tiny tina earlier i reviewed that you can watch that on the site um and then also you can you can watch me on sunday mornings on a show called bitcast yes. where i get into it with uh ainsley bowden and uh richard hogue the lawyer gamer content creator that lots yes. of people uh, know and and presumably love these days um you can see me fight with him about star wars and other topics we're going to be talking about lego star wars this week so i'm sure that will be contentious um you'll i'll, I'll be curious a, to hear about he's the a halo, star wars halo show thoughts on What's that one? oh yeah the halo show so i have not seen episode three so i need to get on that um he but yeah he may have he, retired uh, from the show after that one he so. hates it yeah he hates it he's gonna he's gonna stop watching it i think um so yeah uh but yeah that's on that's on sunday mornings at at 8 a.m pacific uh 
yeah, I wake up early for that one. Um, and uh, other than that, you can follow me on Twitter at Travis and read my articles on IGN. And uh, yeah, it's good times. Also, you know, hit me up on Destiny. I guess. Yeah. And and Talk. also if you're in San Francisco, go in and enjoy a, a tabletop game. That's right. That's there right. You if you're in San Francisco, hit me up. We'll play some RPGs, tabletop RPGs. This is the man. Well, I don't think we could have had a better guest for Travis just to pick the brain of a D&D. Cognito, we missed you, but I think uh, Ty Guy was in his bag on this one. I think he was uh, way too excited. I had to reel us back into the Destiny show. It could you have been did a D&D. great job. It could have been D&D for two hours. Some people would probably have been like, cool, this is a variety show. Others would have been like, I'm out. But it was a great balance. And it's honestly, that's kind of why I like bringing so many different people on the show is we get to let somebody. And if I, if I find that little thing where I can like kind of pop the seal on the Tupperware and the like, let somebody really go crazy about a topic they're really like excited about. I always like seeing somebody do that. So, so when it was like D and D, I saw both of you go at it. I was like, oh, that's just that's that's content right there. It's just easy. And but it's when you're passionate about something, it's easy to see people talk about it. So whatever it is, it's nice to see you open up. So it was very cool to get another side of you, which I was very happy to see. So, uh, but for me, Ebontis, I'll be streaming Elden Ring until I beat that damn game. So that's like a lot of my variety streams outside of Destiny, like of course. You. I will be doing, um, I suggest you try that. If you like all these crazy challenges in Destiny, I don't know if you like action type games, but I get, but, but you do like challenges though. So it does seem like something that might speak to you and it is kind of an amazing game. So, uh, I will be doing that freelance trials this weekend, as much as I can squeeze that in, trying to work on my reputation grind there, trying to get a couple guns that I know I want. And then other than that, Tuesdays have been raided, a lot of Elden Ring. That's where I'm at mostly. So and for the gentleman who isn't here, Iron Lord's podcast, it will be on Sunday, of course. Make sure you guys check out Iron Lord's podcast. Um, follow Lord Cognito. And, of course, um, we missed him. Finding but, Duke. But but we'll get him. Yeah, Defining Duke as well. Oh, yeah. I actually got to uh, be on Defining Duke Ultimate. So if you subscribe to Last Stand Media and you get their kind of early access or their bonus shows, I got to do the Witch Queen... Uh, basically spoiler cast with them. So that was actually very fun and kind of an enjoyable piece because I didn't have to play host, so I just got to ramble for a little while. So that was, mm-hmm. I got to be in my bag for a bit. Well, for this episode, I think this is where we're at. Chat, you guys have been amazing. The super chats have been awesome today. Thank you guys for all the support as always. Um, any of you who came over from Tiddly's community, thank you for being here. You guys kept chat interesting. Uh, but for this episode, as we wrap this one up, Thank you guys, everybody, and for this episode, it has been... The last word! word.